0: to the MMA Road Show, episode number 149. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, and we are in beautiful, uh, tropical, uh, <laughs> nah, we're, wah, wah, wah. we're, We're home in Las Vegas. Yeah. We're actually at the, which co- is fine. And which is great. Yeah, we should be. In Vegas. about being I mean, in like, Las Vegas. And, dude, I mean, it's February 1st right now, and we got the windows open. It's unreal. I'm sitting in shorts, although... That doesn't really describe the weather very I was much. because
1: <laughs> you wore shorts in South Korea when it was absolutely uh, cold. Snowed. It's sixty-nine degrees right now. We uh, had a high of seventy-three today.
0: Dude, this was literally the mildest winter we've ever had. That I, I mean, I've been here Unreal. a decade. I think it was the mildest winter we had. Doesn't even feel like we're in winter. Loved it, man. February first, seventy degrees. So yes, nothing wrong with being in Las Vegas. Nothing wrong with being at the Casa de Cold Coffee. A fine host here as we, <laughs> as we sit in your studio. Uh, but yeah, to be it's honest, it's not the same. We would have liked to have been in Belém, Brazil this week, but I guess we should just address it right up front, right? Uh, MMA Junkie will not have any on-site representation uh, in Belém, Brazil, or in Perth, Australia, next week. And uh, listen, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I get it. I mean, I've I said in the budget meetings, man. Uh, I don't think anybody would be surprised to hear that uh, journalism is facing cutbacks across the board, across the entire industry. And uh, our bosses at USA Day said, "Listen, you know, at least for these two fights that are in, that are in pretty damn far-flung locales that that aren't necessarily the most compelling top-to-bottom events that we have, um, let's sit this out. Let's let's reevaluate afterwards, and let's make some decisions." We're we're told that this is, um, you know, a test of sorts, if you will, that it's not necessarily indicative of, you know, we're done going to international events uh, or anything like that, but uh yeah it's still it still stings a little bit i you know i i i love being on site man providing that on-site coverage for everybody but the truth of the matter is man it's not cheap to to fly to those destinations and and our bosses are saying listen um you know we gotta take a hard look at the numbers and, and scale back a little bit so uh bummed but i I guess it's the reality of of where we live these days yeah it sucks i mean it's feels like an
1: end of an era you Mm. know in a sense like you know we don't miss shows and that's what i think people have come to to realize that they know that they can go to junkie to get the content you know and i hate to feel that we're we're taking that guarantee away from them Mm. i mean we could i mean of course we're still going to be covering as best we can from stateside right but it's you know to not have those interviews on the ground to not be there to be able to get the the sense of how it feels to be on the ground, how the crowd's taking it, you know, how the fighters are actually doing it, you know. Because we know that, you know, the UFC has been pulling further and further back from actually covering the media events and things that they put on that we would normally cover. So, you know, we can't, we're not going to get that sort of stuff. And everything that we do get from the UFC, it's all going to be through rose-colored glasses. It's all going to be from their perspective, you know. So it sucks to not be on ground to be able to, to, to kind of give an an unbiased approach to to what we're seeing there and uh, you know it is what it is you know hopefully we'll be able to uh, get back to doing normal things and doing the stuff because I'd hate to feel that we'd lose that that uh, trust that people uh, have put in D- uh, MMA Junkie yeah, for yeah. being there to kind of give them that stuff you know and and I think you know the the bosses I mean it sucks because they're they I believe that they're torn you know I'm, they they understand what we need to do and what our, our fans and our, our diehards want, but they also right. have to come at it with the angle that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Right. You know, we have to kinda be smart about how things are. And, you know, when cuts are happening all across uh newspaper industry, I mean we people are I mean, losing we their, jobs, are right losing left, their jobs. You know, it's tough to kinda keep you know, on one end see an outlet that's throwing, you know, all this money into traffic, you know, travel and all this other stuff when you have a uh, whole outlets yeah, closing people, people down people in our own
0: organization are losing their jobs yeah. you know what i mean and and then so they look at us and like oh you're 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 upset that you're not going to brazil and australia yeah. oh poor you but yeah. but you're right i'm 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 going to you know hopefully again we can we can we can get out of this cuz i do love you know, hey man, you know you can sense how so and so is feeling this week. You know, I've been around them, and here's oh, yeah. how they're acting. You know, or here's you know, I mean, I, I miss those insights that that yeah. that, that we're not going to have this week. You know what I mean? I, we're still going to talk about the card, and we're still going to uh, you know talk about our thoughts on, on it. But I, I'm going to miss those little observations yeah. of man. You know who who was struggling in the hallway with their weight cut, or yeah. you know you know who's walking around with a little bit more swagger than they normally do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could feel that stuff on oh, fight yeah. week. So when,
1: and even even the fact of. You know, especially even in a situation with Brazil, that's going to be a little bit different than uh, Australia, even though their sense of English is very different from mm-hmm. ours, is the fact that the English-speaking fighters, when they see English-speaking media... They light sh- up. They light up. That's, that's <laughs> it. I mean, like, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think one for them... Anytime you have to listen to questions in a, in a foreign language, it gets translated. You know they're not recognizing the media people. You know they're so the fighters are a little bit shut down. You know that's mm-hmm. why when as a as an inside staffer before, you know I'd see him kind of open up and be like, oh okay, great English. A familiar and face, I recognize a familiar you. Language. I recognize you. You know, and then you know I'd get a good interview out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm there's going to be that point where a lot of these English fighters that are used to us being there to give them a chance to talk about how excited they are to be there. You know, we brought the stuff that they were able to give us, we brought that home to their families. Mm-hmm. You know, we brought that home to their friends to to watch and see. And, and, you know, and it's unfortunate, and I feel bad that we're not there to be able to kind of do that for those guys. You know, because, um, you know, as much as it, it is great, you know, and I'm not going to lie about being able to be in a country. You know, I love travel. It's one of the things that brought me to the UFC in the first place, and it's one of the things that kept me – with junkies the fact that you know we're able to go to these wonderful places to do the job that we do but there is a you know a responsibility that while we're there and while we're doing this these fighters look to us to kind of help you know get that word out there Mm -hmm. you know whether there's times that we share stuff that maybe they don't want us to see but they're also (laughs) happy when they're in their proudest moments they're here they're they're nervous they're in these foreign countries they're in foreign territory it can be very unnerving for them so seeing a familiar face Speaking language that is your own, you know, talking and reminiscing about, you know, all the other things loosens these fighters up. And that's why we're able to get good shit from these guys when we're there, you know. I agree. So, uh, you know, it sucks that we're not able to kind of be able to bring this content back for our readers. But also, I feel like we're kind of letting the fighters down because normally we would be there. To kind of be like, all right, you know, tell us what you're going through. And they're like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going through, you know. And we take that and we bring it back to our fans, but we bring it to their families. We bring it. I mean, they're, you get the retweets from the guys. They're like, oh, hey, family, look at this. You know, and they get to, to share the stuff. And if these are guys that aren't the, the, the big, big guys that aren't maybe in a media event or something like that, the only time people are going to even know that they're there there is on fight night when they're Mm -hmm. able to maybe catch their thing you know and i i just feel bad that we're not able to kind of do what we normally do and uh and it's part of those things that why we are able to build relationships with these fighters that's some of the things that we've you know talked with you know the powers that be you know you can't put a money value on some of the relationships that you gain with these guys on some of these uh you know fight night cards by being there when nobody else is there. They never forget those moments, you know, especially, like I said, in these moments where they, could, without talking to their coaches, they could literally go three-quarters of the day without speaking English to anybody else, you know, and, and it's very unnerving for them. So, I don't know. It just sucks to not be able to, 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 to bring all the content that we would, but also, you know, these are, these are great things for us for future because when we see these guys – for years and years beyond they never forget their first event in Brazil yep. or wherever it is and, you and become they become a remember part of that story. That's it. You they become, remember it. I
0: feel like every every fight week is is a story, man, from start yeah. to finish. You know what I mean? It's and it's, a, and it's a, a story that involves these twenty four players, at least twenty six players and right. by player I mean like actor, you know, right. a player in there, you know, an and athlete it's uh and we get to be a part of that we get to document that you know right. it's you know i think the, the one that stands out to me most recently like Brian ortega you know his breakout yep. performance and there was sure. no media there but we were there and we were able to document you know him playing dominoes all week in the in the hotel and you know just little right. details like that you know what i mean it's just yeah i'm bombed i'm bombed i i and I, I don't want to be too negative or whatever cuz again i get it man dollars and cents at the end of the day uh we are a business man we gotta we gotta right. we gotta make money you know what i mean the, the the usa today is not in the business of charity man they're not just uh right. giving away free content to mma fans in in the in the hopes of making the world a better place yeah. you know what I and mean? and especially
1: like the super bowl is going on now oh, they're, they're spending a lot of money yeah. uh, you know to cover that as well which is a huge huge thing so It'd be one thing if 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 it was only a an m you know MMA was all they had to worry about you know it is it, it is a big company it has yeah, a, lot a lot of things going on so um, I don't know I think hopefully most most listeners and viewers understand you know that uh, we'll do the best we can to 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 bring them what we can and, and in fact some of the stuff that we just got done doing before yeah, I we'll just
0: tape some video stuff that we wouldn't normally get to do yeah. so we're gonna try to play around with some of that you know some analysis and previews some yeah. some whatever so um we're not gonna let the quality of coverage decline that's for sure and and again we're told this is not necessarily indicative of our entire future so we'll keep our fingers crossed and We'll keep fighting the good fight for you. I I, I swear. So uh, listen, we we both were on the road last week, and I did want to say uh, I know it's been a couple of days, and, and typically I don't like to be too backwards looking, but we didn't get to do a half episode because Thank God, uh, it was <laughs> well, yeah, you were exhausted, I know, uh, but it was so you know, tired. So Friday, uh, Friday for me was Bell Bellator, uh, Saturday for you in the UFC. You were you were pulling a solo assignment, which is tough, man. It's a lot to juggle. Um, but for me, I actually—it uh, was my wife's birthday on Saturday night as well, and I—I I had promised her, you know, listen, I, I miss a lot of important dates, I miss a lot of important uh, things in our life, and even when I am home, a lot of times my phone's in my hand or I'm on the computer. So I said, listen, I will unplug for the night. I—I uh, I didn't even watch the, the the UFC fights live; I had to go back and watch them on replay uh, because uh, you know I was at Top Golf, which is awesome. I will say that when your wife says, hey, it's my birthday, what I'd like to do is. I'd like to go drink some beer and play some golf. Are you cool with that? You know, I think <laughs> no. what you do is you say, "Hey, sorry, and a half. That ain't happening, <laughs> baby. We're going to drink some beer and play some golf." So we did go play at Top Golf uh, cool. with, with a lot of her friends. I was say, it, was it looked like she had a big old game, yeah, so they had, must
1: dig that sort of
0: uh, sort of thing or It was cool. I think we had like Did uh, everybody play? Yeah, but most of them weren't golfers, but man, we had if, if anybody's never been to Top Golf, it's fun, especially the one here in Las Vegas. It is money, man. The one in Vegas is four levels. Um, you know, we had like sixteen people between two bays, and everybody was kind of having fun and uh, just just playing some golf, hitting some balls, taking turns. We weren't real competitive about it. everybody was just kind of, Dicking around, having fun. but Not even a little bit. Not even like good. silently getting nah, you to your own little You know, we weren't thing. really like uh, you weren't like me mugging somebody silently. I think me and my silently. wife are the most serious golfers out of the whole thing. Really? My, wife, my, my wife, she used to take lessons before we uh, before she got pregnant. So uh, we're hoping that as my son gets older, that'll be something we can go do as a family again. So it was good. But listen, I did so I did want to touch on a couple of things. Uh, first of all, bro, you killed it in Charlotte, man. You're becoming a, a, a decent uh, little interviewer, that. man. You're becoming a decent that. little interviewer. Hopefully everybody caught that, but it feels like you're kind of Coming into your own as as not only just the guy behind the camera, but the dude that's got to do the interviews too. You know, it's
1: it's funny because uh, as many interviews as we've done together, <clears throat> you know, I, I take uh, I took a lot of notes of what I want to ask, but I had every intention of making those be short interviews. <laughs> but for some reason, as things went going, you know, I just felt like you know I've always felt like I've been pretty good at like sort of connecting with the guys at a, right. at a certain level. Yeah. But it's funny, you know, because when you when you actually listen to the the interviewee and uh you know some of the and you pay attention the follow ups start to come, and the next thing you know, like the follow up questions that come out of it prolong it a little bit more a little right. bit more, and then I you know you get back to the question that I had you know, because I had a sort of overall arc of what I was going for, what Incredibly I wanted to get messy from notes, stuff. by the way, oh dude, you should even like fighting, I don't know if you saw like a. Like you should see my fight night notes. When I try to jot down notes while editing, while trying to watch a fight, is terrible. But yeah, when I when I write my uh, questions out. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm a quick scribbler, <laughs> so it's hard. Uh, I'm the same. Tend- I,
0: I like to have written notes. Some people don't need them, and, and it's funny because you don't necessarily need them. I like to have written notes. It just, just it like keeps me, it
1: keeps me uh, it keeps me focused. So if I do go and get on a tangent, especially asking follow-ups, mm-hmm. it takes. I can remember. I can yeah. go back to where what I'm did at. I, what know? did I want to
0: make sure I hit on? I yeah, have a, that's I, it. I carry around a legal pad just behind the scenes. If you yeah. never seen, I carry around a legal pad with notes on it for all my interviews. Yeah.
1: But so, yeah, so a lot of the interviews that I had every intention of going because they only gave me 15 minute slots. Right. But some of the ones I was like, holy shit, I think you I got like, like people the up and you got. Yeah. So it was it was pretty quick. But uh, no, it was good. I mean, it was uh, I was more stressed out about fight night just for the fact of that. Uh, when I was kind of starting to think that nobody was going to be there, mm. and then I was like, "How am I going to try to edit?" Because you were and backstage by yourself, almost like, almost the entire night. Yeah, right? I mean, there was a couple other guys there, but they were local, so they only won the local guys if they won, and none of them won. Oof. So uh, they pretty much just
0: ditched. Which that's their. I mean, which is fine. Deal. I get that's, it. Their their boss isn't going to use anything. Yeah, else. I mean, I, I get it completely. So. Um, another reason though why I hate not being there what if you weren't there all those all those fighters that had their winning moment and then they they want to go talk to the media and get their feelings out and there's no media back there
1: right they had a whole press the whole press thing I I sent a picture they had chairs like they thought maybe there was going to be something there at one point Um, but then when the turnout was just negative you know they just brought everybody back and you want to talk about how quick bringing everybody back at the end like that it was was super super quick it was just me (laughs) so by the time it finished uh End up getting, I got Jacare before I got Derek, but Derek was able to come back. And I think part of the reason why Derek came back because the local guy wanted to get him. Right. Um, But they end up, so they end up bringing Derek over. and The local guy that got it because they wanted to try to make our eleven o'clock hit. And this was literally moments before I was like, dude, there's no way you're gonna get that footage back. (laughs) But they brought the guys back. But I was more stressed out about that because, you know. I don't, you know how we do it. I don't, I don't shoot the, the video and just sit on it. You know, I want to start processing yeah, it so yeah. that it's done. And plus, th- there was a tight window for the to get to the airport afterwards. I didn't know, you know, how long things were going to last. So I'm trying to process through the stuff. So I'm kind of side eye watching the fights, jotting notes down on on my uh, bout sheet while trying to edit and I'm trying to make myself watch it because I want to at least. Feel like I saw some of the fight, you know? So that was a little more uh, unnerving for me than the other one. And the only thing that was kind of rough on the beginning, uh, the first day, was that. Uh, taking the red eye in, I was I was You're tired. When I get was there. beat. I
0: don't I don't. I think I was red. on
1: like about maybe uh, an hour total of sleep or so, and then I was just hopped up on coffee. We've been, we've been
0: trying to save money. We've been trying to save. So we've been taking red eyes in a yeah. lot lately, and, and, and instead of getting to the East Coast and, and getting a night of sleep, and then you know waking up, we, yeah. we fly in. We leave it. There's a 120 out of uh out of Las Vegas that goes to Dallas, where you can connect to pretty yeah. much anywhere in the country. I know you and I have both been on that flight a lot lately. Yeah, and, it was it was yeah. brutal.
1: It was. It it was, it was rough. Wow. That was about the only part that was kind of really rough about it. But but it was good. I mean, like the the PR staff was great and, and very understanding of, you know, uh, me being solo. So they kind of helped out things, especially like even open workout, you know. It was just like, set up where you want it. You know, we got this bed up right here. What do you want to do? You know, I was like, well, all right, I want to go do this, this, this. So...
0: That's good. Um, but it, it was fun. I got I got to ask what Bobby Green was like post fight because Bobby Green, Dude, he, you had the pre fight interview with Bobby Green. If anybody didn't see this, uh, I tweeted it out afterwards too. It was, it was hilarious because he yeah. basically you, you're I mean, you and I typically kind of do interviews a lot the same. we'll talk on topics, we'll get them to talk about things, but at the end you kind of need that money quote, right? You need that fight quote, and and so at the end you're like, all right, you know. How do you think this fight's going to go? Because you're just trying to get that one that, you know, you, you've given them opportunities to talk about all the things that are going on in life and where they stand, but you still need that, you know, I'm going to fuck this guy up, cool, right? right? I mean, that's what you need. And basically Bobby Green busts out, I'm going to come in his face and I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep coming. And then he catches himself. He, like he starts to smile a little bit and then he, and then he settles himself back down. And then he, and then at the end he just laughs. He's like, "That sounded awful. You, you can edit that out." And you're like, "Nah, bro. i like, to nah, <laughs> like, nah, keep this. that." And he's like, "Oh, great." And it was hilarious. And, and I mean, listen, especially Bobby Green being the guy that he is, the personality that he is. Uh, I thought it was perfect that we that we just yeah I mean, we left it in. We could edit it out, but. It's Bobby Green. It's you yeah. know what I mean. Maybe if it was somebody that was like, if they said something really embarrassing or something, maybe yeah. we'd edit it out. But that was just funny. It was it was like uh, to me, it reminded me very much of like when when Dana had that quote on the Ultimate Fighter. It's like you don't vote him off, you beat him off, you know. Yeah. And then you're like, oh god, come on. It's funny, right? right. uh So uh, I gotta ask. Was, he wins was, the fight. What is it, what does he say to you afterwards?
1: So first, when I knew he was coming back, I was like, oh shit. Well, we're gonna see if Bobby Green was pissed it's, at me yeah, or a not. Sense of humor, you know. know? <laughs> And uh, he comes in, and he was like, what's up, bro? I was like, Bobby, so <laughs> you got to tell me, how are people loving whatever? He's like, man, he's like, I told you. I thought you were going to cut that out. I was like, I told you I was going to leave it in. I was like, but I got to tell you. I was like, the, and part of it, I was like, Bobby, everybody loves the fact that, you know, they loved it. You right. know, Everybody got a good kick. And I was like, and it wasn't like people were laughing. People, I was like, there was it was such an honest, like, gut busting laugh that right. that you did, people loved it. And he just started laughing. He's like, bro, I was out there walking to the cage, or when I've seen people and people are like, Bro, will you come in my face? <laughs> like, are you gonna come in my face, bro? And he's just dying. So like people are totally like so he had ah, fans like coming great. up like toward embracing it and his team I can hear his team in the back just sort of chuckling <laughs> and laughing. So they must you have, know they were busting. They must balls. have been dealing with it the uh. whole the whole time. But he took it like Perfectly in stride, and he was just like, he just laughed about it. And he was like, He's like, Bro, I got people coming all up into me asking if I'm gonna come on their face. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, I was like, Bobby, uh, I if, i was like, If it wasn't such a good, like, natural moment, then it would have felt like, All right, I yeah. need to cut. I was like, But it was so awesome seeing you just be 100% real right. in a moment that it was. It was
0: better it leaving was. It, it in. It makes you laugh. It makes yeah. you smile along with you. Just laugh at it. I mean, and
1: it's not like you were like, oh my god, I can't. Even though you yeah. know, we a couple of people were like, oh look at this like crude comment. But you know, I think even that was taken in with like a wink, wink, because right. people are just like, whatever. But uh, no, he was completely awesome. fine with it. But yeah, when he told me the story that people were like, bro, you're gonna come in my face. I was like, who would even say that to somebody? <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. If they were, you know, if somebody was like, yo, man, I. And actually said that they, they love to fuck a wet paper bag. You know, it's easy to say like, bro, are you gonna fuck a wet paper bag? But to actually bring it to yourself, I'm like, You gonna come in my face? Like, I would have feel so weird saying that oh, to somebody, really? even though that's like the catchphrase or whatever. But he was he was he was really, really good about it. And I thought we had a really good post fight interview too. Great fight, man. Yeah, Great he, fight. Oh, that was really, really
0: good. He's, and, uh, he's he's can't miss all the way around, man. I, I love Bobby Green. Uh you got a chance to talk to Nico Price.
1: Yeah, that's road another, show that's another that's, that's a road another show favorite
0: favorite right there. How's he doing?
1: And he's doing and that's another cat that, you know, referenced our first interview from the first day, you know, cuz at the end I was like, you know, which so you're going to stay busy. What are you going to do? And he's like, "Oh, like I said in the in your the other interview, blah blah blah." That's what I love about the fact that when we on the ground and we do these early interviews and when we do interviews, mm-hmm. these guys don't forget the legwork right. that you do when you go in there and you talk with them, you know? And Nico was great afterwards. I mean, he was he was happy about it. You know, I mean, he, it was a tough fight. And then he had that fucking amazing sort of, you know, finish that kind of just it was uh, it was great, you know. And I and in getting him to talk about it and set up, I was like, you know, you know, when you when you when you hit him and then you start to lock it in, did you realize he was going to rear up, you know, and, and give your neck? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. And just to see the guys excited about what they were able to do, but having that relationship from just even earlier in the week, having an interview and having that moment—it's
0: a it, level of comfort it does yeah. and that's
1: that's where it's such a good thing for being there on the ground because you 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 bridged a gap that wasn't there before so yeah. as an interviewer as an outlet anytime you get more face time you're just you're building bridges that you can further you know use and they're there but it's hard to put a it's dollar a, value it's, on these it's sort such a of bigger thing.
0: discussion man and again i don't want the whole show to be about this but it is such a bigger discussion that i think people don't realize like this whole move on journalism to like pivot to video and all that like yeah. i get it and it's true i mean hell you're a videographer i think we all agree in, in in video but i think what everybody is doing now is just saying hey you know what's easier than reporting is just like aggregating other people's reporting Right. Which is easier and cheaper. But somebody's still gotta do the reporting. And somebody's right. still gotta somebody's still gotta be able to get the interviews and get the right. quotes. That maybe, as you said, if you don't have those relationships, if you don't have that trust that they know that they're, you know, they don't need to be defensive around you, that you're right. not you know what I mean? That- That's
1: the biggest thing right there is I mean you can't put a price on somebody being able to be open around mm-hmm. you. I mean, like I've seen guys walk into a room where they see media and, the, and you can immediately already see this wall, this fourth wall kind of surround them, you know, mm-hmm. before they walk up to guys. So having a guy or any or gal come in there and be able to be themselves mm. in front of you is – it's amazing, you know, and that takes a lot of time and effort that only time and effort will will give you, you know. Like just saying you're from a certain outlet, yes, that maybe helps – But until they recognize the face and they recognize that they've talked to you and they understand that you're not just trying to get a quick hit, Mm -hmm. you know, then uh, they're always going to be sort of guarded. But to have people let their guard down and give you a, you know, I'm I'm air quoting, free and unrestricted interview, I mean, and it and it makes the world of difference. And uh, you know, uh, we're only going to get that being on the ground. You know, we're never going to get that just. Retweeting some some video that we saw online, or or just even taking it and talking about somebody's tweet. You know, I'm sure somebody appreciates it when a, an outlet takes their helps their, their, their help spread their thing out there. But you know, when you really talk with them, you know, and you build that relationship, then they start saying, "Oh, hey, you know." Then they, then then they maybe tag you in that tweet. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they have ideas and things they have for the future hopes they want to do, and then they, they already think about, well, man, maybe if I have this idea to do this thing, maybe I, who am I going to reach out to maybe talk to about this before I maybe do this venture, or maybe I do whatever, you know, and, you know, you're only going to get those relationships, you're only going to get that good stuff by, you know, spending the time doing it, you know, uh, but, but Nico was great,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nico was I'm, great, listen, and, I'm still high on Nico, man, I know he suffered his first loss, he's not undefeated anymore, but, Vicente Luque, the guy he lost to, is no joke either. I'm yeah. not, that guy's the real deal, but I'm still high on Nico, man. I think there's still an upside to him. I, I like I like his personality. I like his game. Um, he's somebody I still want to keep an eye on, man. He's, he's a roadshow guy.
1: Yeah, he's dangerous, man. He's got skills.
0: Uh, a couple other guys I did want to talk to you about, and then we'll move past uh, Charlotte. But uh, first of all, Mursad Bektich, man, how great does that guy look? Yeah. How dangerous wow. is he? I. You know he's had, he's had some issues. He's had some injuries that slowed him down. But I really do feel like that that guy's a future champion. If not, at least you know a, a perennial contender for some time to come. Yeah,
1: and I I mean I'm not sure if there were other outlying reasons as for why he wanted to to switch to different camps if things weren't working. But he feels uh, that he is in the right spot. Man, he was, he looked dangerous. He looked good. And uh, Pepe was a Pepe is a dangerous opponent. Yes, and, and he
0: and he's most dangerous early. I mean normally you yeah. think okay, listen, I got to get past the first one cuz his submissions are crazy. Yeah. But he fades. But this wasn't even the sense of him fading. This no. is just Becktich, you know, going teeth into the chainsaw and just boom. Mm.
1: Yeah, and man, what a what a great team uh to be a part of. But he he just he's he's so well uh <clears throat> he's not reserved is not the right word. Uh, but when I was He's just so well-spoken. He was he was mm-hmm. giving me all my questions back in his answers. Mm-hmm. He was just – he's a very good representative. And But he's, he's just got it, man. And now he's got – I mean, not that he didn't have the skills before. I just feel like he's really coming into himself. Mm-hmm. And with that particular performance, and he speaks the right speak. I mean, he talks the talk. Now he's, he's backing up even better. Now he's got a great team. He feels that he's in a place where uh, – I think he feels, I don't want to say feels wanted, but he feels that he fits really, really well. So I think a guy that feels that he's in his element and he's got a great team behind him, talking all the talk, I mean, he's got everything going for him
0: to to shoot to the top. He turns 27 this month, Um, so I think, you know, there was a time where you just looked at him as a prospect, and then he lost some time due to injuries, and that's when you start worrying, like, oh, yeah. but at 27, I mean, that's when you start coming into your your physical prime, and yeah, he does have the one loss to Darren Elkins, but he was just smoking Darren Elkins, Darren Elkins yeah, up to that point, and it's Darren Elkins. Yeah. I mean, how good is Darren Elkins? Darren,
1: so, Darren pulls everything out at the end. it's
0: the real deal, man. I, 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 he's I got a long
1: time ahead of him. He I mean, like, does. You got a guy like who was that? I was just listening to the radio re- recap with Dustin Poirier, who was what, like thirty-eight? 35? Is he that old now? Maybe not thirty-eight. He's he's mid-thirties, I think. mid 30s sounds right. Mid-thirties, and you figure so if he's what would you say, Mercedes is what? You're an
0: idiot. He's twenty-nine. Is he? <laughs> Was I was like, like, you can't be. I was like, he's not his Now, 30. Dustin
1: is actually 35. I've just pushed him forward in <laughs> sorry, time. Sorry, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe it's because all the
0: fights. He feels like he's been around forever. Jesus, him and Justin Gates, are both 29. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Spectage has got plenty of time. How about Gregor Gillespie? Gregor Gillespie is another guy that people yeah, need to watch yeah. out for. Now you're just thrown off your game. I am. I'm like, you're sorry, to Dustin. Out who now, was 35? Dustin.
1: Yeah, I'm like, man, I just. I. I, but I, that's what happened. When you listen to too many fucking interviews, it all, Every day, it all just blends together. But it's because it's, it's all right. It's because it's Dustin's 35th fight with the I, UFC. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like 35. Who knows? Gregor's
1: awesome.
0: No, Gregor Gillespie. That's another I had, one. I had. I didn't really, really know much. I
1: didn't really know much mm. about Gregor before this fight. I mean, I knew of his record, and I knew he was a tough, dude. Uh, you know. Seen him at the the weigh-ins and the other stuff. I, he looked a little underwhelming. You know, right. he's one of these guys I love he, that you never quite know that he looked down in the weigh-in. And I didn't. I was like, man, is he is he shook? He's just one of these guys. Yeah, that he's not boisterous. Doesn't like not- to look. He doesn't. But he just gets out there and he just does it. But he was, ah, man, he is sharp and he had a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward. To, I mean, because this is the guy that everybody always talks. He's just wrestling, wrestling, his wrestling back on his. This is this, this dude's hands were vicious. Yep. I mean, like. That is a a, a a dangerous, dangerous dude. I mean, he, he's, he's a future champ. It's, I it's think. hard.
0: See, that's the thing. Like, you know, we're, we're always talking about the UFC not having stars, not having this and that. And I, I don't know what it is because I mean, the names that we just rattled off. Bobby and he's Green, 35. And he's <laughs> 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. There's so many 35-year-olds They're in They're all UFC. 35. He's actually 31, but... <laughs> well, he, he is a little bit older. You're right. He yeah. did get a little bit later start. But, I mean, you he look at He might as these well guys, be 35. Bobby Green, Nico Price, Mersad... And, and, and you know, Mersad Bectish, Gregory Gillespie, uh, Andre Feely is another one that, that had a great... Perf- I mean, controversial win, maybe, to say, over Dennis Bermuda's very, very close fight. But, I mean, these are names... That I was very intent on following, and that I really cared about. And I get it; I understand none of these guys are Chuck Liddell or Tito Ortiz or Wanderlei Silva or whatever. But I, I don't know. Like sometimes it's weird that the people say the USC doesn't have stars and there's not talent, but I see so many talented guys and so many of this like next level of people that I care about. That I, I don't. I don't understand why maybe other people don't care. I mean, I, I yeah. just it, it bugs me. Yeah, I mean. It's it, it's it's weird. I mean, I think you get a lot of these
1: guys that uh, I don't. Maybe it's because it's just there's so many events, there's so many people that just names come so quickly. They just come so quickly in your face, <laughs> so hard that it's hard to keep track uh, of of just everybody. Like even even me when like the the fight card that's happening this week. Mm-hmm. I think I've glanced over it twice because there's just so much that yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's stars and there's people that once I look at, them, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that was great. That's great. And and then next week I'll, it's already completely out of mind. And it's just so True. blown away that how do you, how, how can you constantly keep, you know, I guess I want them to keep throwing these stars in my face and remind me of all these great things but TV time and all the, the, the budgets, and they can only put so many things or we'd be watching nonstop promos of Of each guy, but this is one particular character, you know, especially looking at Gregor, that I I was just blown away by the fact that I, you know, and and granted, this is me, I don't live completely in the bubble, right? So I was not fully aware of how bad this dude was, you know. And then after watching him, you know, and I'm sure there's other guys like that too that just like you forget, you know, until you see me, like, oh shit, that's right, that's the dude that literally. Destroys everybody See you know? I wonder if
0: the Because I'll be honest with you Like like Jacare and Derek Brunson Jacare obviously You know Proved he's still elite level Right Like he's not out of the realm Of title contention yeah, That was, that was amazing. amazing Derek Brunson Is a tough dude I mean he's He's a, he's a great guy And uh, man I saw his His character And the way he handled himself Afterwards I mean he's all class Right you know Yeah com- he did Coming back and speaking In the media That's the thing Like
1: I was surprised Like I know the local guys Wanted to
0: but they can easily say, "No, nah, I'm good." But I'm like, dude, took a fucking head
1: kick yeah. knockout, like, but it didn't look like it. No, and I know that even some of the the PR guys, are like, we talked to him right afterwards. He's he, okay. He 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 was completely fine. I'm like, bro, I'm not taking your <laughs> thanks, word thanks on for what the medical evaluation. Yeah, I'm like, you, like you, I completely. I mean, I love the PR guys, next week, like, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm 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 not gonna take it. I'm like, at that point, I was like, dude, if he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't cool. need to come back. You're it's right. fine. Um, but. The fact that he did, I know he wanted to talk to local guys, but it was. I'm glad that he did, because I mean, it was just like you saw a guy that was. He, he was so humble. I mean, granted, everybody, but I guess it's kind of humble mm-hmm. in defeat, you know, but he wasn't like beforehand. I was a little thrown off by, like, at the. The way in the way that he kind of
0: got in Ray's face, it just seemed out of character. A little bit out of character. Because I was like, whoa, Derek. I'm trying I was to like, put on a show, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know? they, you know, they had a history. Maybe he was like, hey, you're not going to big brother me just because you know, yeah, just but, cause you owned me before.
1: But they never really said that throughout the week. I never really felt it. Like, when I, they saw each other or when I heard – when I had the interview, I never really got that sense of like right. – Because to, to me, both of them were like – that was like so long ago. We're not even the same people, you know. Right. And like everything I got from it was like it wasn't even a rematch. But so when I saw that, I was like, okay, somebody's still well, carrying a little bit of a grudge, you know. Uh, well,
0: but. I, so I listen. So I say all that to say this that like uh, that's the main of it, right? And I guess the focus, if you're if you're Fox, if you're the UFC. It should be on your main event. But is that – to me, like, I get more excited about watching the Nico Prices, the Mursad Bechtish, the great – like, I get more excited about yeah. seeing that next tier. Like, who's the people I need to be watching? And, you know, I get it. The casual fan, that's not – but I, I, maybe that maybe that's part of it. The UFC needs to do a better job of telling the stories of that second tier. Like – I mean, sure. I, I feel like we've read a million. I mean, I think we know Jacare's story right now. We know Derek Brunson's story right now. Like, I feel like maybe that's it. Is is that not all of your storytelling and your marketing and your building needs to be only on the main event of that week? Like, maybe like a, an earlier investment in these guys in their career that you identify. And I know it's hard because you could identify a guy and he could flame out, and you're wrong, and you just lost a lot of money. But maybe that's the secret. Is 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 telling these guys stories earlier on. Because I do feel like – I do feel like in MMA –
1: When you say early on, you mean like before the fight night – before the fight happens? Yeah, well, like, I mean, could there be a, a, a pre-fight package on
0: Beckett? Could they have done – Oh, but you're still – so you're still saying like within fight week yeah, yeah, sort of and, stuff. Yeah, not and, you know, maybe some stuff outside of fight week too. You know what I mean? I get right. it. Like you can't go all in on, you know, somebody that's 1-0 or whatever. But I, yeah. I just do feel like – I do feel like sometimes the the – Everything does move so fast that they're not taking a second to make sure and get these guys love. It's like that second tier of guy that's you know what I mean? Yeah. That that is going to be your future. Like you I feel like you've got to invest in your own future. And again, and we're gonna talk about the, the Belem fight here in a second. The Belem fight to me is the same way. I care about the main event, but there's a lot more undercard fights that I care about. Even more. Yeah,
1: and I think they're trying – well, I think they're trying in some aspects or at least some elements within the UFC are trying that because I know talking with uh, Fiasco and he was talking about how some discussions they had over there at Pepsi, you know, (laughs) uh, the Pepsi company is very uh, very very involved in UFC operations, which is intriguing.
0: People don't know how stuff works behind the scenes.
1: (laughs) But they were talking about how they uh, had some sit-down to try to talk about – the some of the rising stars, people that they need to focus on, and some of the guys like they, I feel like it's slightly behind because I think they take their cues from the media outlets they right. on it because, you know, recently they were really s- sort of getting on like Brian Ortega, right? But I feel like they kind of caught wind after right. us a little bit, right? And not just us, but like media overall. Yeah. And part of it was his performance,
0: and part of the other stuff. So, like your last gone. After his breakout performance. Right. Like, why weren't you – that was – like, the breakout already right. happened. Where were you before the breakout But I think
1: it's tough, too, because if if the – I think some of them – it would either have to almost come from maybe, like, Sean Shelby or somebody that has vaster experience with these guys that are upcoming to kind of – to yeah. pass a cue because there's so well, much –
0: What's wrong with the matchmaker saying, hey, FYI PR department, FYI operations, I, I'm, I'm not saying right. put all your chips on this guy because this is still right. fighting, but this is – I mean, Cause even they say, I mean, I've had off record conversations where you go, "What do you think about that guy?" Oh, he's good. What do you think about that guy? Oh no, he's right. really good. I mean, right. you know, they have feelings on guys right. too.
1: And I think that's, the, I think that's maybe just one of those things that doesn't happen. I mean, like, and I'd never really heard of that sort of thing happening while I was there. And I think the the machine is just—it's such a well-oiled machine that it just keeps rolling. That's right. constantly trying to book fights, trying to do this. That there's not that maybe that downtime where they can say, "Oh, well, how can we better do what we do." And part of that, I think, would be like, hey, Sean, as these," and then not that just try to put on Sean, or whether it be some element within that sort of thing, yeah. passing on the – because you can't expect everybody in production. They're so running from behind to just do what the very next fight of is course. and maybe the fight after that they can't take the time to sit there and research. Oh, let's really look at this card. Let's see who's there and let's really look, you know, because they don't –
0: I mean, Let's see to push you know, a guy like Zabit Magomedsharipov. That is not going to be the easiest sell on the planet, right? right? He's he's a Russian, but but I think everybody in the industry is like this dude is legit, right? You know what I mean? So somebody's <coughs> got to figure out a way to tell a story and start getting his name. I mean, you can't wait till he's ten and zero in the UFC to start trying to get him over, right?
1: For these guys, maybe <laughs> just for the fact <laughs> they're so booked and they just don't have it. They live in such a weird. Sort of like where, especially with the group that I used to be, uh, a part of they're running they' they're they're and they're spread thin, yeah. you know, like whether it's just trying to get the the stuff together for that particular fight week, the different elements that they're doing, the the top tens of this, the breakdowns of this, 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 they personally don't have the time just to set because I could see where that just that function of just trying to pick. Uh, upcoming people and then to focus on and create stuff, that's a full-time gig. Just that right there. You know, you'd have to have time to research, you can almost let alone like a, go a, to a, a place. A PR
0: person, a production person or two. Yeah, and then, constantly,
1: I mean? and then they could take their cues from the matchmaker or somebody like, hey, this is the guy that's coming right here, you know, or this guy. I mean, I think maybe once they make their first or second fight, you know, and depending on how those fights go, they're, they're already starting to get on the, 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 the radar a little bit. But for some of these cats that, you know, with just a roster that's nearing five hundred fighters. It's hard. You know, it's just it's so incredibly hard, especially with whatever thirty some shows, forty shows, you know, how can you possibly even there's just no time to really give it probably what it needs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if that was the kind of thing and they said, hey, you know, if there was a wonderful outlet out there that can really do our job for us, (laughs) and for that we'll we'll gladly Give them whatever they want. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, no, I just, I get it. I mean, to me, I think that, I think that's what, it, I think they've got to sell people on these second tier <laughs> fighters. Like, like the hot rookie, the hot, I mean, in every other sport, we know about the kid coming out of college that looks like he's the next real deal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I just feel like maybe they're, I mean, I feel like maybe that's part of the problem is start telling the story earlier on so that people get into it. Because, again, no offense to Jacques Ray and Brunson, two elite level athletes, right? right? We've done a thousand interviews with them. What are they gonna say new? Right. What's gonna be you know what I mean? Like sell me on, on the next guy down the right. line. Cause you never know when that next guy down the line needs to be the guy and by then it's too late.
1: Well I think maybe even, even by guys like us, I or by us, I mean you and people that know what they're talking about, uh we know. find these guys quicker. I think if anything else, I'd love it that maybe if we have the time and we and we spot like these guys before if we could even, you know, if we're able to reach out, maybe just talk to you and say, hey, we want to reach out to this guy. Just open up the door, and if we put something together, fucking pump it out there for us. I mean, they've taken a couple of our videos before, you know, and put on they their started thing. started to do that recently. I'd love it if if we, you know, say if we spotlight the person and we find the thing, we'll do the legwork. And if they're smart enough to understand that these are the stars that are up and coming hey, these guys over here have already kind of did the legwork. Push that stuff. Let's push it out there. It doesn't have to you be know?
0: your own content. You can push MMA Junkie. You can yeah. push – I'm sure there's other MMA websites out there. And there's out other there. – yeah. There. Never, yeah I mean, I've never seen them, but I'm sure yeah. they're out there. I, <laughs> yeah, there might be know, some other ones. I don't know them by name. Which,
1: I mean, I think if anything, <laughs> if that's how they want to build it, is look at the people that are already out there doing the legwork for it because I think that is what I think media's job is great at doing. We're finding these stories that I can't expect the prim- – I can't expect the NFL to be able to to go out there and find – all the greatest upcoming high school football players and the, the guys in college. You know, right. it's it's on that particular. You need school. that
0: endemic media that the, you know the, the you ones need, that are dug in. The ones
1: that are dug in there that are that are the specialists in the in the trenches the doing it. You know, but if that being said, if they put something together, thank them for it. Pump their shit out. It's good for the outlet, but it also does great for them. And if anything else, you know. Maybe, maybe by them seeing value in what we're able to do and spotlight these people, it's good for the people. And maybe they'll be like, "Oh, hey, you want to, you want to, you have questions?" Or maybe they'll just say, "Who do you want to talk to next?" Mm-hmm. You know, can we alleviate? Can we bring somebody? And maybe they'll, maybe they could bring the people to yeah, Vegas. I'd love to it if we they could bring them the, the PI.
0: Listen, we like, we think these three guys are prospects that we'd really like to talk to and meet more. Bring them to, can you bring can them to bring Vegas? Can you bring them to Vegas so we can interview them and we can do some in-depth features with them? Yep. Why? Are we, why are we just giving these ideas away for free? Let's, well,
1: nobody. I mean, it's nobody, just, us, it's just and the, us and the and the ten that's people fair. and our parents. You know, mom. Do you think that's a good idea? Mom, is that a good <laughs> idea? But I, I mean, I, hey, I agree. That's how I we like them, well, but I think. That, I, mean, I think. I think that's a just, good idea.
0: I think we just formulated a pitch. Hopefully, everybody likes to uh, hear us uh, formulating <laughs> our pitches as we're talking about. It. That's uh, how we listen, do. I did want to talk real quickly about the Bell Tour event. It was a smaller event. It wasn't one of their tentpole events. But I will say this: uh, Temecula, California, Pechanga. If you're ever in that, if they're ever having an event out there, and you're thinking about going, uh, Pechanga. Is it an incredible casino, man? The facility is phenomenal. They've got some some great restaurants there, uh, and boy, our boy Anthony at Ballast Point just hooked it up all week I know, before, I jealous. Man. I'm I, I'm I'm sad for you that you didn't get to make it out there because we had some phenomenal frosty beverages, some phenomenal food. Ballast Point Brewery, and uh, we were at their Temecula location. He was kind enough to drive up from San Diego. He was, I was going to say, he's not uh, from
1: around that area. I was like, where is Temecula? I had to look it's, up it's, where It's Temecula about an hour. Was. It's
0: He actually lives a little north of San Diego, or at least in the northern part of San Diego, so it's a little shorter drive for him. But, uh, but man, he was uh, he was bringing the frosty beverages, and we just, uh, man, we had a phenomenal time. But I, I just want to give a shout-out to Pachanga because I actually really, I think that's a cool place. They have a, a new tower that I, that I was staying in, uh, and it was really good. Uh, the event itself... You know, talking about prospects, Tyrell Fortune and Tyree Fortune, the twins on there. Both of them moved to 4-0 in their career. Both of them still a little bit raw right now. There's no question about it. Tyrell looks like the more seasoned guy right now. Uh, Tyree still has a little bit of uh, growth to do in his game, but they both admit that. They both are early on, but they have a, 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 an outstanding wrestling base. They're twins, which is cool. They're, they don't necessarily want to be on the same card all the time. They don't necessarily want to feel like their careers are you know forever. Intertwined. I mean, of course, they're going to be mentioned together and marketed together, but they don't feel like they need to fight on the same card Mm -hmm. all the time that way. But um, I I just, I have to say, man, I will say that's one thing I think Bellator is doing a great job of identifying these guys early on and investing in them. You know, your Aaron Pico's, who they spent a lot of money on before he was ever anybody. And uh, and now he is somebody. I think that's awesome, man. I, I think yeah. I think that they're doing a really good job about you know whether or not Tyrell Fortune is going to be that that next Aaron Pico, obviously a heavyweight, uh, maybe a light heavyweight depending on how, where he goes in his career. We'll see. But I do have to commend Bellator for doing that. They're taking chances on guys that are that are early on in the career, o and o guys, one and o guys, and. Uh, you know, kind of <laughs> guiding them the right way, which is the they UFC kinda, doesn't have that luxury.
1: Well, I was gonna say, but they kind of have to as well. Like of the UFC is definitely cherry picking the, some of the best right. and the finest out there. So, so I they've think gotta they gotta get in on the ground floor. They kind of have to get on the ground but floor. But I like and you figure see half, half their show, half their show is like
0: local tickets, local
1: stalls. tickets. You know, so I think they're, they're they're they definitely have their finger on the pulse of like the the upcoming guys. Mm-hmm. So I definitely commend them on that. But because uh, you have to, I, I would think being in a in a in a field where there is one particular uh big name company that's just scooping yeah, up the everybody pound gorilla in the room that you have to go above and beyond really looking out there and deep diving and finding these guys that and scooping them up before they get a chance you know so um, kudos to them i mean like uh who's the what's his name rich uh rich chu chu mm-hmm. like i mean they do some it, it, i'm amazed cuz the people that come out i'm I'm always like wow where did this guy come from i mm-hmm. mean so, good on them, but yeah, they, they're in a tough, tough, tough area where I could see where everybody's dream has been, you know, uh, I want to make it to the UFC, I want to make it to the UFC. And then to be able to come in there, well, well how about Bellator? Yep. And they're like, well, yes. Well,
0: and they're creating, you know, Aaron Pico, you know, they invested in him early. Like yeah. They've created brand loyalty with him. Now, yeah. of course, he doesn't, you know, if the UFC came with millions, he'd go to the UFC, but yeah. he's not in that position where it's like, I just can't wait to go to the UFC. He's like ah, oh, man, they're taking care of me. I kind of like staying with yeah. them. You know, Michael Chandler the same way.
1: Yeah. I mean, give it. Pico a few more few more big ones, and I can see him wanting to jump ship because I think that he's going to reach a point, too, where mm-hmm. he might – I think uh, the challenge – cats like that want to be able to say that they're fighting the the biggest and baddest ones out there. And I think eventually at some point they're probably going to get to where they feel that like they're probably outsizing the, the, the talent pool True. that's over there. And I could see where most of them – some of them will want to make that jump over just for that personal challenge and if the money's right. But, I mean, we all know Bellator pays. From what I hear, they pay really, really well so for these top cats. People. So. They're
0: top people. They pay, they so pay well. Another, can, hey, another name, Logan Storley is, an, is a name that didn't fight on this card, but it's a guy that they've picked up But I've had a chance to watch fight a couple times. He's 7-0 now. He looks like a beast to uh, to watch fight. The uh, so last thing on uh, Bellator, uh, Lorenz Larkin finally picking up a win. Good for him, man. You could see the relief you know, um, interesting, we didn't get to talk to him before the fight. He had to attend a funeral. Um, it was a, a nephew of his that died uh, earlier in January. And, and, and you know, so he'd had a couple weeks to deal with it, but he had to go, you know, have this emotional ceremony the week of the fight. Mm, um, that's but tough. But you could tell how relieved he was to win. That was cool. Fernando Gonzalez, who's a talented kid, but missed a, uh, is, is, says he's a welterweight and missed a catchweight weight limit of 180 pounds. Uh, man, I, Bellator officials behind the scenes were not very happy with him. So, uh, we'll see what happens next with Fernando Gonzalez. So, anyway, listen, I said I didn't want to spend too much time looking back, but there was a lot going on, and we didn't get to do the and a half. So, I appreciate you. And we did some forward-looking things there, too. Now now we have to get to this. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather teasing an MMA fight. They're both talking about it. Floyd's been been been... been throwing out these little teaser videos. <laughs> i, I got to ask you because I never thought we would be here again. I never thought we would have to sit down on the MMA Roadshow and start talking about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. But they're both talking about it again, and they're both talking about MMA. And Floyd Mayweather is at Syndicate MMA right here in Las Vegas taping videos. Is, is this – do you think this is? Uh, is that are what you he was taking, syndicate? Yeah. I was trying
1: to figure out what gym that was. Oh, syndicate! Uh, I do, because I I do remember that uh, yep. the mat that's yep. up against. So I was trying to figure it.
0: Are you taking this serious? Are you Are you thinking there's even an ounce of possible, even an
1: that ounce those two of, fight? That those two fight? No.
0: Right? There's no way. I mean,
1: I could see Mayweather cherry picking uh, CM some Punk. particular fighter, Sam Punk. I would give him that chance. And that would be awesome to see CM Punk finally be able to work some groundwork on somebody, you know, because I guarantee the work that he's done would, would overshadow anything that Floyd's going to be able to put in anytime soon. Um, I mean – I mean, it's – it's 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 just – I don't know. I don't even it know what it's It sounds stupid. It sounds so ridiculous right. because, I mean, it's I could see him if the money was enough that, you know, Floyd wants to just take a couple punches and then – you know famed over or just like get taken down on the ground take some punches and tap out which would right. be terrible for i think for his reputation you know to just take something and drop it down because i think he'd get more grief but you know 2 or 300 million would probably make That's that really really it easy you know and
0: to me it would be the dumbest fight ever like the boxing match yeah. was kind of dumb but you're like, alright, well at least it's an MMA fighter in his prime versus an older boxer. Right. We're limiting the skill set, all that. And now you take an older, smaller boxer, who by the way has really tiny hands and in four ounce gloves would probably break them very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um it just doesn't even make sense. Like it's not yeah. even a fight. But I'm telling you what, man, you're telling and I was talking to my wife about this last night. She was like, Do you know how many people would be willing to pay money that just hate Floyd Mayweather? They would just want to see him get his head knocked off. They yeah. would give anything to and, and it's like as I crazy would, as that sounds. And it's true. It's true. They there were people that would literally just, tune in just to see Floyd Mayweather's public execution.
1: I just don't see I just don't see him putting his whole heart into it to where like going hundred percent like he would in a fight. Like in the, the the fight with Connor, he knew that he was that Connor was gonna gas himself right. out. Connor's gonna come wail on me for three rounds, and then he's gonna start getting tired, those gloves are gonna get heavy, and then I'm gonna be able to go. He doesn't have that luxury mm-hmm. in this particular sport. And I just don't see him having the heart or the – let me finish that. Not saying that he doesn't have the heart, but just putting so much effort that he's not going to want to go in there and take the knocks yeah. and the the punishment His that he can take the without Floyd's tapping right. and just taking the easy way out. He's not going to get knocked to the ground – Turtle up a little bit in the hopes that okay, how do I get back on my feet? How am I going to weather this? You know, am I going to escape to the right? Am I going to turn? How do I get back on my feet? I can see him if he gets knocked down, I'm saying, "Okay, <laughs> all right, oh, let me grab my sight. I'm tap tap yeah. tap. All right, I'm done. I, I took his shot." You know,
0: I don't think there's, I don't think there's a. Uh, I mean, listen, I didn't think they were going to box either. So uh, right, but, and that's the ridiculous. thing. So you can't thing. say no. You can't say no, but it's it seems stupid to me. I will say this: so Connor was in New York for uh, a charity function. And a couple of reporters, you know, found him on the street, got a couple minutes with him. It was on YouTube. Um and I and, and I thought I thought Connor did a couple of good things if he is trying to at least hold out hope that it happens. Yeah. Um, which hey, look, if you can cash another hundred million That's you'd do yeah, it. right? So he said this. The first thing he said, listen, I would respect Floyd if he did it. Like I did what I did it. I stepped over to his realm and I would respect him for doing it. And he said this he said if he's serious, you know, he's posting these videos, if he's serious, he needs to do it. Or he's going to get hounded by it forever. Like, people are going to just bother him about right. it forever. And I thought that was good. It was. I felt like, you know, trying to intimidate Floyd, trying to, uh, you know, say, like, hey, I would bully you. You can't, you know, like, I don't think that's the way you do it. I don't like you trying to pretend like you're the bigger man, the better man. I don't think that's going to do it because Floyd's going to f- flash his money. He's going to flash the checks. He's going to, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to play that. But I think Connor was trying to appeal to, like, his sense of pride in a different way, you know, and just saying like, listen, you don't want that doubt lingering over you. You don't want to have to deal with this forever. You know, I did it. You, if you do it, people will respect you. And I think they would. I mean, listen, if, if Floyd Mayweather was willing to step in the cage, I would have all the respect in the world for him because I see hey. absolutely no way in hell he has a chance of winning. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was good on Connor's part you know, versus trying to sell it in another way, like plant those seeds of doubt, plant those seeds of, 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 of maybe an opportunity. But at the end of the day, here's what I think. I think this is just, I think Floyd wants to get involved in the MMA business. I think Floyd wants to keep his name relevant. Maybe he can help be a part of this Zufa boxing thing. That's going to happen sometime soon. Maybe he feels like he can represent fighters or something. I heard, uh, Kevin Lee the other day was on uh, was on Brendan Shaw's podcast. He was saying that uh, sometimes he feels like black fighters aren't marketed correctly. Maybe you know uh, Floyd Mayweather feels like you know he could help market the African American fighters a little bit. But I don't know. I I feel like there's options there that he he is seeing that. Listen, man, MMA is something that I still want to keep dabbling in somehow. But I think at the end of the day, Floyd Mayweather has zero intention of fighting.
1: And if <sighs> I mean, does it even need to just be Conor? I mean, what if he just wants to come over and just fight MMA?
0: Did oh, he? Oh, you think Connor lets him come over and doesn't get that payday?
1: I know, but that's the thing. I mean, like, if he he said that he could maybe, he, I remember him sort of saying, like, oh, I might even fight MMA someday or something. Right. I don't ever really make him say, I'll fight you in MMA. Right, right, right. He just said he would fight MMA. Connor would go crazy. Well, Connor would go crazy, but then Connor would be begging it. And then Floyd would get what he wanted. He'd get Connor begging mm. for him to take the fight. And that's half the stuff. Is, you know, you got Connor over saying, Beg me, beg me. Connor or Floyd would just be rolling rolling <laughs> it in, 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 in so Talk much happiness if Connor was, like, begging him. Because I could see Floyd. Floyd's like,
0: listen, I want to come over and I want to fight Demetrius Johnson. I could
1: see Floyd cherry-picking a fight for sure. I could see him. Do I see Connor ever fight uh, do I see Floyd ever trying to get in there and fight Conor? As I don't want to say never because I we've seen that bullshit and crazy stuff happens. Right. It would just be an absolute shit show. Um so I won't say it because I, the amount of money that he can make but even without Conor, Floyd making an MMA fight on his own easily could earn 100 million Easy. for himself. Easy. He doesn't need Conor for right. that. So I could see Floyd cherry picking and picking whoever. I mean, CM Punk, uh
0: some other just. I know that's ridiculous, but that's the fight to make. Is yeah, I mean,
1: I think so. I mean, but <laughs> there's ridiculous. just, there's just, I mean, I think there's other guys too that would probably step up to, uh, just to say it. You know, BJ Penn, you know, just some, some random name.
0: An older guy. An older is, guy yeah. that, you know. That's uh, not a bad
1: idea. I could just see it, but I don't see. Uh, Connor having to be in this equation to make it happen—it's not a fight. If it's and Connor. I think it's, I, not, even it's not even close. It's not even entertaining. I mean, Floyd's smart enough to know, because I think his reputation would take a, a big hit. Because let's be real—he gets in there and he, he starts fighting Connor. Connor literally would demolish him, and Floyd's going to want to tap in the first probably yep. minute. And he understands that if he does, he will never live that down. A 200 million in the bank will make that very, very easy. I would probably, I would, shit. For a million or whatever, let Rampage beat the shit out of me in a fight. <laughs> That's for a million. Imagine what you embarrassment that you could take for a hundred million, two hundred million. Let me let me ramp it up. Ten million dollars, Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> like man, maybe if I'm like I, I got together. a lot of bills I got to pay right now. Uh, you know, uh, and and the medical part, but. uh it just it I could see him possibly fighting. He's gonna build it up and he's gonna build it up. but he's probably right now what he's doing is gauging uh public interest right. and the fact of whether he would possibly fight. But there's no need for Connor to even be in that equation for that to still sell easily, right probably a hundred million dollars. You know, if you figure if the pay per view is fifty
0: That's interesting it, it's 50 if or boxing, 60, in boxing boxing, Floyd needed Connor to sell a hundred million, to sell two hundred million, you know right. what I mean? But if he comes over to MMA, he sells by himself because everybody well, just goes, holy it would be, shit. It would be a pay-per-view. Mayweather. So
1: they would put some other, probably a title fight or two. They could probably get a pay-per-view that they need to boost. That they'd be like, DJ, we're going to give you that one that you've been waiting for. You know, stick like DJ versus, uh, I mean, I don't know. Is DJ and TJ even on? Is that it's supposed to happen? You know, like that. Could, they're like, how long can we push this back? They're like, Floyd, how 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 soon can you be ready? We need to have DJ TJ be the co-main and be Floyd versus uh um, either BJ Penn or uh, who would he say uh CM Punk CM Punk as the main event. Uh, we got to throw some women's fights in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see who else who has. That's strong a right there. Though. That is super strong. That's all you need. But I mean, but it's uh, this is but this is the pay per view. They're going to try to boost it up a little bit since uh, Floyd will be on it. So they're going to they're going to raise it to sixty nine ninety nine on this oh. particular one. So even say, so, they say if it's roughly sixty bucks and they need a hundred million. So, you know, at at a million. So you need let's say if they can get four million, five million buys. So that's what three thirty three hundred million. If he takes a hundred million off the top, and then. Uh, it's doable. It is doable and it's absolutely ridiculous, but when I when I when I don't think of Conor, when I immediately take Conor out of the equation, it becomes more palatable. It becomes completely reasonable that we'll see Floyd Mayweather in an MMA fight. I didn't even thought about when that. You, like, I when just you assumed
0: if, if he's in, he's going to fight Conor. Uh,
1: I immediately like even when I heard him say it, like even traveling around for that whole mm-hmm. Maymac week, you know, when Floyd was talking about it, I never saw it in my mind as all right, we'll fight me here and then I'll go fight you there. It was more of like, I can do MMA. MMA ain't so bad. Yeah. You know, I can do that. Watch. Maybe someday I'll fight in MMA. I like BJ you know?
0: Penn. I like BJ Penn. I like CM Punk to be honest, but CM Punk's bigger. So, I mean, there's.
1: I would love to see, because I want CM. I'd like to see CM get a win. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, but that's the thing. He would have to take some serious punching. That would be a tough fight for him. He would. The only part that would really work for him is the fact that he's been working on Mm -hmm. ground. Like, I mean, even though, you know, Mickey pieced him up, Mickey is really good on the ground, you know, but CM put up a a valiant effort. Yeah. To stop it. And I like CM
0: Punk, man. He's a good so dude. So do I. And, and I think this is a good one. I know some w- people dog on him, but I like I like. But them.
1: just to think, to get all the WWE people that still like CM Punk, to get those cats coming over, wanting to put some of their money Plus into the it. Plus the boxing people. Plus all the boxing people want to get it. And then just the diehard MMA guys that are like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and then to see something like if you did have like a DJ TJ on there, Ugh. that's a legit super fight right there that's whaling, you know. And that then would just, be amazing. And you then have just like, a couple other ones.
0: DJ and TJ is like, which is a phenomenal fight that's right. not going to sell well. Right. Versus, uh, and then the co-main is a fight that's going to sell well that's not a phenomenal fight. You know right. what I mean? But like, it would balance everything out. Right. The yin and the yang of co- competition versus sales. And it
1: easily, and it, that easily would probably, I mean, and then, because that's the kind of fight, especially with, with the Mayweather. Uh, that would do some international sales as well. Oh hell I mean, yeah! It wouldn't do. It wouldn't just be like the the domestic. Like TJ and DJ, as good as that is, that's not going to do that well internationally. I don't no. think. I mean, that's a domestic. Those are domestic guys. That's not even going to do well
0: domestically. All of us will be going crazy because it's an right. incredible fight, but it's just not going to sell. Well. Yeah,
1: but dude, it's doable. I, I could see Floyd fighting, in, in man, I just don't see him plausibly fighting Conor unless he wants to just ramp it up. And, and go crazy because he could easily make a hundred million without him he can make three hundred million with Connor. that's crazy but I mean that would be crazy if that's the only fucking way we can see uh, Connor back in MMA is if he's waiting to fucking fight <laughs> Floyd It's stupid uh, so It's ridiculous Alright, let's
0: talk about another boxer We did something we did get to do this week That was kind of fun We got to go see Roy Jones Jr. At the Performance what? Institute What? How that crazy right? that, right? Uh, still, he
1: was still in there I, I was like, you know, it's Boy, funny I was like
0: He could talk the game He still got passion uh, He can still talk the game
1: He he was It was amazing It's funny This is the guy Like he For me, he was like one of those heyday boxers That, uh was just so amazing. Like I've never been the the craziest, biggest boxing fan. I mean, right. I loved it when Tyson and Hollyfield back in the heyday when Sugar Ray Leonard and all those cats were just destroying. I loved it. Even even uh, Oscar De La Hoya when he was still yeah. doing his thing. I mean, the, I loved those guys. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. was one of these cats that was just that when he was one of the first guys I remember. Even that whole pound for pound phrase where I even paid attention when people were like, oh, he's the pound-for-pound baddest guy. He was the guy that I remember first hearing that term sort of being applied to, at least that I paid attention to. to. So to see him... You know, still doing it. I had no idea the guy was still out, really, even sort of fighting and, and doing all these deals. You know,
0: it's been a year, uh, but it's been a year since he's fought. But still,
1: but still, you know, like this is a cat that I I thought was done boxing twenty
0: years ago. Forty nine years old. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I thought this cat was done. Like in way better shape than my thirty nine year old ass is. That's for sure. He was listen. You know, he was. He's. You know, it took him a little while to get going. He yeah. started out a little slow. I was like, uh oh. This well, is going to look good. But and then that, once he kind of warmed up a little bit and got loose, because he, he did a workout for us, and then he did a scrum. And I guess for those, I mean, I think everybody probably knows by now, but if, just in case you don't know, his retirement fight is next Thursday, February the 8th, and it's going to stream live on UFC Fight Pass. It'll be the first boxing match ever on UFC Fight Pass. It's going to be a mixed card. There's going to be uh, boxing matches and MMA fights on there, but uh, it's basically centered around, of course, Roy Jones Jr. fighting a guy named uh, Scott Sigmund, I believe is the guy's name, who is uh, 30 and 11. Uh, thirty eleven and one actually. He's a 30-year-old guy. Uh, I'm guessing Roy Jones Jr. handpicked him as somebody he believes he can be. That's beat. boxing, man. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do, right? That's I mean, what you do. You set it up for your showcases. But but he did. He came in and worked out at the Performance Institute. The media turnout was pretty solid for it. And, um, again, you know, it took him a little while to get going. It was a little rough at first. At first, I thought, oh, my God, this is not good. Um, but once he loosened up and warmed up a little bit, you could still see the moves in there. And uh, once he got done and just stood in front of a microphone, man, you could tell. Yeah, Still loves the fight game. Still talks
1: the talk, that's still, for sure. Still
0: can sell it. And uh, let's just do this. Uh, we've, we've been talking for a while. Let's let, uh, let's let somebody else talk. We've got the audio from Roy Jones Jr. Uh, this is what he had to say to us at the UFC Performance Institute. Well, I'm just going to say, it was kind of a surprise announcement for all of us. I mean, for you to be fighting again, and then not only do that, but to fight on UFC Fight Pass. Can you just talk about how this whole thing came together?
2: <clears throat> well, I can say this for any kids, anybody that watching. This is a true story, a true testament. When they say you you reap what you sow, that's a very true statement because back in 94 when I was on the tour to fight James Tony, a kid came up to me and said, could he go down to the arcade and play games with me on the press tour? And I'm finna fight the baddest man I ever fought in my life. You know who that kid was? Dana White. So now I'm at the end of my career, and he's thriving in his career. Look who came back to give me something I never thought I'd see. My fight, my last fight on UFC Fight Pass. No boxer has followed UFC Fight Pass yet. So when they tell you, you reap what you sow, be careful what you sow, because you will reap that. And you should sow good seeds, therefore you reap good seeds. I never saw this coming, but that's a true statement of you reap what you sow. You know, I took him in, we hung out, we played games, we did our thing. I didn't even really remember him at the time. He came to me later on and said, you remember that kid you hung out with during that press tour? Because I don't do things to remember it, I do things because that's who I am. You understand me? So when I do a good deed, I don't write that down in my, my memory that I did that for you. I don't care, you know who knows I did that? You and God knows, that's all that matters to me. But he remembered, so he came back and look way he's doing for me right now. Pretty I,
0: amazing to be here today and look at like, I mean you've seen yeah. MMA come up from nothing and now you're here in this you know,
2: multi-million oh, dollar facility. You never know what God has in store for him. I never knew at that time that that's, and he actually was talking to my people back then about them trying to get involved just that I wasn't the talk guy they were and I couldn't really make the decision because they was doing it, it was their money, they was doing their thing and I know that they hate now that they didn't do like I did and put him in because look what he has grown us into, so. Roy,
0: well, Anderson, Sylvia used to throw out your name quite often. I wonder how, how interested were you in that at the time and how close did that ever come to happen?
2: <laughs> well, man, to be honest with you, I was so interested because I knew that just like the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight turned to be one of the best events of all time. I knew that the Roy Jones Jr. Anderson Silva event would have been one of the best events of all time. So when you talk boxing, it's one thing. When you talk MMA fighting, it's another thing. But when you talk events, it's a whole other light. And so many people from that world, because they knew that he idolized and watched my boxing moves. He even used them sometimes when he fought. And he was a, one of the most superior guys they've had in the UFC. So if he learned from... This other superior guy that was in boxing and he used to box himself anyway, then why would you put him in the ring together just to see what happens? Because it's still something that people wanna see. You watch it right now, right? Absolutely. I definitely would watch it right now. If I wouldn't even mean Roy Jones, I still wanna watch it. Because I wanna see how good he is at pulling off Roy's tricks and could he use Roy's tricks against him. Yet I also want to see what Roy come up with different and new because he's copying all Roy's old stuff. You gotta come up with something different because the stuff you know how to do, he knows it. So it's not gonna work on him. So it's more of an event than a boxing match. And the events always outweigh boxing matches. You understand I me? Mean, it's like back in the days, the Super Bowl was good, NBA All-Star Game, was good. I mean NBA championship, the finals is good. If we have an epic game, we got a good game. But when we play the All-Star game, <laughs> you got the best of the best. We all want to see how that happens. How they will merge on the court. How will this guy and this guy play together? How will that guy, and that guy stop this guy? It's stuff we can't dream of. That makes it an event. That's what makes it so fun and so big. So now it's kind of taking the fun out of it because they don't go as hard as they used to back then. But back then we got to see a dream once a year. We got to see sometime Larry and Dr. J play together against some other people when we used to see them but heads. You understand me? Mm-hmm. So that's what events do. And so an, an event like that will probably still pull me out of retirement. Did that fight come close or why uh, didn't it happen? Dana's the man with that. He had other plans usually for Anderson when I was trying to make it happen. So, when you have a plan, when a guy draws out, like, like this whole compound this was something that he planned to do. When a guy has a plan, it's kind of hard to change the plan because he already got a plan drawn out. So, most of the time when I ask him about the fight, he already had a plan or something that he's working on trying to do. And I don't get it wrong, sometimes different things, different attributes play affecting those plans and you don't get to do it the way you want to do it or the way you want to do it. So, sometimes the things that he had planned did not mature but it was never a time that when they did mature, we could go and make our fight happen because usually when he said he had plans, I went on and did something else. Is so that still the fight, a fight that interests you? Of course it is, because like I just said, it's not a fight, it's an event. Events always interest me. And because yeah. we were trying to do it before they did So of course it's an event. <coughs> it's a huge event that interests both of us.
0: So you would but, come out of retirement for that fight?
2: Of course I would, why not? And I would get in top shape and be ready to win it because I'm not planning on losing nothing. The only thing i want to lose is wait. That's it. Has Dana brought that up? We really haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, Late, as of late. We were trying to put this together first because he is trying to get into boxing and putting UFC fight pads at Roy Jones on UFC fight pads in a boxing match was a big step toward getting him into the boxing arena. So that's what we've been talking about first. But quite naturally, I'm sure that will come up because I know Anderson still won it. And if he wants it, of course, I still want it because, like I say, it's not a boxing match per se, it's an event.
0: What do you think of Dana
2: White getting into boxing? I think it's a brilliant idea because he has a lot of things that he's learned from the UFC by doing things his own way. Brought the UFC to a spot where boxing never has gotten to yet, you understand me? So it's like with those with those different ways of looking at it, you bring new blood, new ideas to a game, you're going to make that game go up even more. So I look forward to him coming to boxing because I think with that, we can take boxing and take it up even another level.
0: You think he'll pull some of the UFC fans over?
2: Of course he will because, like I said, even with these events like this, that pulls some UFC fans over already because of the event. So now if you can help this side get better and this side get better, you're going to have an even bigger event at the top when you do decide to put an event together. So why would he not? You have your own promotion company. Do you see yourself working with them on some of your events? Of course. Of course. That's why we're doing it now. That's so what my whole goal is to put us together so we can work better. You feel me? It's like everything I do is always to help people come together and work better. You know, it's like people say, you you got Russian citizenship. Well, yeah, I got Russian citizenship because they offered it, and they're very nice people. And it's like 90% of the population knows Roy Jones Jr. as a fighter. So why would we start at a lower level trying to make us come together as people and realize that relationships, being together as people, are more important than warring with people? Because if we go to war, we all lose people. We lose loved ones. Why should we war when we don't have to? Why can't we talk and we're humans? We have the best means, the most means of communication, yet we had the hardest time communicating. Why? You feel me? That's crazy. So if you got him who's trying to get into boxing, me who's a superior boxer would have already. Promotional company and I do do MMA and boxing, then why wouldn't we come together and make it better for both of us? It'd be crazy not to.
0: Well, you think boxing's ready for that? For the longest time it's been boxing versus mixed martial arts. It hasn't been the two communities kind of working together. I know you promoted cards, but yep. do you think the community as a whole, as a boxing community, is ready to start embracing MMA?
2: That's a good question, and let me give you a good answer for that question, okay? When you see two guys come together and make over $100 million, you think it's good for each other? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Easy answer, right? (laughs) You'd be a fool if you didn't support UFC and boxing because look what y'all can do together. huh? Conor McGregor made more money than most fighters that fight have made in one night and he's not a boxer, he's a UFC guy. Why wouldn't you want to come together with UFC because they can make that happen for you? Why wouldn't you bring the two together? How much of this
0: event is Zufa boxing and how much is your promotion?
2: Uh, it's probably 50-50. You know, we're we doing my promotion too, but of course we want to help Zufa Boxing get their feet wet and get into it the right way. So anything we can do to help Zufa Boxing come on, come on board and go quick, we're going to try to do. So it's 50-50 to me.
0: Boy, what's the hardest thing, mentally or physically preparing for a fight at your age?
2: Physically. Um, mentally, I ain't. Listen, let me just explain something to people. People always worry about my mental capacity and how I'm going to be. I was crazy when I started boxing. Can't mess a crazy guy up here already crazy, right? So mentally, I ain't never had a problem getting ready to beat somebody's child up. That's just what I did for a living all with. You put your child out there, I'm going to whoop him. That's what, I was, that's what I was programmed to do when I got here. That's not a problem. Physically, it's very hard for that body to hold up at 49 to what it used to hold up to at 29. So the physical part is the hardest part because you have to keep your body healthy in all the preparation and all the things you do to get ready for a fight. That's a long process. Which takes a lot of dedication and hard work, but your body has to be able to withstand that hard work or you won't succeed.
0: Roy, well, it's obvious you still got passion, so how hard is it to say this is it, man? <laughs> it, it, you
2: can tell the love is still there. Man, <laughs> the love is there, but, you know, like I like, like said, the heart is with him, but the body can't take it too much more. You feel me? So the heart is with him, but the body ain't able. So, you, know, you just gotta know that. You Keep that in the back of your mind. Did you ever see yourself at this age fighting when you started? Well, like I told you, I never saw myself at this age fighting, but I also never saw myself fighting for a heavyweight title. So it's a lot of things that God put on my plate that I didn't expect to see. I never saw myself fighting on UFC fight pass. Duh. <laughs> I never saw none of this coming. So how, who am I to playing? So if I can't see what's coming for myself, how can I let somebody else tell me what I should do? No, people say, oh, you should quit. You say, how y'all know? I, if I had quit when they said I should quit, I wouldn't be here right now today fighting the first boxing match on UFC Fight Pass, right? So you don't listen to people, you let God guide you. Let them people say what they want. They knew so much they'd be doing instead of you. Hmm? you. <laughs>
0: Jones Jr. going to be boxing. Uh, kind of wild when this thing got announced. By the way, I did hear that this thing happened completely like Roy Jones Jr. and Dana White. Like this didn't even involve anybody else at the office. Like they got this thing pretty much done on their own. Um, I think it's pretty cool. You know, we still know. Uh, I guess UFC officials were very, or more, more importantly, Fight Pass uh, involved. UFC officials were very quick to say, "Listen, this is not Zufa boxing." you know don't let it don't let it be confused this is not that <laughs> Zufa boxing it. it's boxing thing 50, it's 50% yeah. zumba boxing if you ask me <laughs> but uh yeah but it's it's interesting man i i like the idea i like the concept i'm interested to see what kind of response they get out of it and um i'm interested in just kind of watching the fight and seeing the mixed card i'll definitely be tuned in i guess that'll be one bright side of us not being in perth is that uh, we'll be able to tune in and, and and watch this uh but i'm planning on watching it
1: yeah no i'll watch it i just Thinking of that interview and that just the the story of you know, it was it was this it was this kid that came up and he was like, you know, you wanna you wanna play some games at the arcade? <laughs> Dana's 48. He's one year
0: less than than Roy. I'm like,
1: this is like, a little, like are a you, little, you sure? Are you sure this you know is what's the same funny story, is Roy? I was,
0: I was going to reach out to Dana and find out how truthful that was. And I was like, oh, well, what am I going to do? It's not like I'm going to report it or whatever. Like, yeah, Roy no. Jones Jr. full of but, shit. Oh, you my know God. I mean?
1: Like my BS meter was just going off when he was just saying. I was like, so I imagine like this young Dana coming <laughs> up, tugging <laughs> on his pants leg. It's so Mr. 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 There's this new Tron game out. Do, do you want to come play it? I'm it was really, pretty really funny. <laughs> that story
0: was kind of interesting. I'm like, I think some of the details got mixed up here. Yeah, I was like,
1: okay, right. Uh, what do you think
0: about that? I mean, listen, <laughs> he, he, took said some he-,
1: he took some head shots. That's fair. That's
0: <laughs> fair. Uh, he said, listen, he said, you know, this is a retirement fight unless the Anderson Silva fight can happen. Um, I'll be honest, again, I'd, that's probably something I'd watch. <laughs> how long he's, How long is he willing to wait? Well, that's, how long is he willing to wait for Anderson? That's the thing is, Anderson, uh, news coming out today, uh, it's not looking good for Anderson. It's looking like like, uh, you know, he may very well be facing four years of a short suspension. Uh, yeah, I don't – do not Do we want to see a 53-year-old Roy Jones come out and fight him? Probably. probably. Well,
1: not that we want to, but I'm sure Roy is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, just for the fact that at that point, then you kind of want to just see how Anderson would look at that point, you know, coming out. I mean, that's a long time away. That's, that's a long time. That sucks. It, it,
0: uh, it does suck because, you know what, like – all right super bummed for him him okay because a lot of people consider him to be the greatest of all time right now john jones has an argument as well of being the greatest of all time but he's facing drug suspensions now so who's the greatest of all time is it do we just go back to george st pierre is it george st pierre is it michael bisping i mean who, uh, who That's is it i almost just, like, I'm like man, i guess it's george just, right or is it demetrius john is demetrius johnson the greatest of all time
1: yeah I, I, it's almost like with so much crap goes on and it's like it's such a of the moment, sort of phrase. I almost just right. hate even use them. Like, can we just like not just even have to answer retire that. the greatest of all time? Because I mean, it just everything changes. Because if we if we look at a guy, and now especially like Anderson, he he's tarnished so much of his legacy because of some of the stuff recently towards the end of his right. uh, of his days. That it's like it's hard to to not think about that when you think about all of the great things that he did. Um, because I hate to, because what he's doing now, it's not like it changes how completely dominant and amazing that he was. Right. But it's it's so I hate to put like this asterisk. I'm like, oh, greatest of all time. That's still active. That's not under suspension. <laughs> that hasn't molested anyone recently. Oh that uh, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. And it just it sucks that we we kind of have to go through this whole thing. You know, when it when it when I come. You know, so I guess when I still think of that phrase, I still look back on the heyday, you know, and it I can't take that away from Anderson that he wasn't that he wasn't the most dominant. I almost like think we have to kinda of just timepiece these things and say, All right, for this era, who was the most dominant? Right. You know? Who was the greatest of this? Instead of saying greatest of all time because, you know, we say all time, but then we, we immediately start thinking, I mean, how do you, you know, I, what has he done lately? Hoyce
0: Gracie doesn't even come close to being in the des- that discussion. Because, right, but there was a period. But there was a period of time where he was the greatest.
1: There was a period where he was the greatest. So maybe great. instead of just put – just change all to A, mm. you know, greatest of a time. Anderson <laughs> Silva greatest blows. of a time. I like greatest that. of a time. He's
0: the goat. He was the of goat of
1: 1992. Of 1992, <laughs> you know, like you can still call <laughs> him the goat. I love that. But the, it's it's just greatest it's, of a time. It's it's hard to uh, it's hard to. Uh, Put blinders on to the stuff that's happening, and unfortunately, we are fickle creatures where we tend to remember. But look at judges—you know—you could have a great third round, and they completely forget the dominance that you did in the first two rounds. And right. we see fights go the wrong way. Right. That's just human nature, you know. Our, our the memories and history seems to rewrite itself by what it, what happens sooner.
0: Recency bias,
1: it's believed. It's yes, and that's it. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to not say that uh, Anderson isn't uh, the greatest of a time. You know, and it's Definitely. hard to not say that Demetrius right now is not the greatest of this time, you know, but I can't call him the got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he is the greatest of a time right now. I like um, it. But uh, yeah, so people f- feel free to use that greatest like of the a time.
0: Greatest of a time. I'm all <laughs> over that. All right, let's talk about UFC Fight Night uh, 125 Cheetah versus Anders. By the way, uh, should we. D- d- Eric Anders, yeah boy, or as you like to call it Yeah boy <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to send money to Flavor Flavor? Yeah, I think yeah, I think yo I, I do think that's that is great. <laughs> yeah boy. I, I that would be funny if I mistake it. Uh, that, that but I, listen I heard a say. lot of people <laughs> hating on Eric Anders nickname, ya boy. I kind of like it. Holla at your boy. It's your boy Eric Anders. I mean, it's does he it's say your boy? like "holla at your boy"? I mean,
1: I, I see. I, 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 I get it when you say it. Yeah. I get like, okay, it when you say that I'm like, okay, it sounds better like that. Like, who is that? Yeah, That's Holla- your boy Eric That's Anders. Your boy, you know. But
0: I read it I mean, and if all you I say, hear is Eric, your boy Anders. Like that sounds Eric, stupid. Yeah, boy. Now that Anderson. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> see, there's options. There. I don't hate. I don't hate your boy as much as it seems like other people do. You know of
1: Ward, Word, the group Diane Word. It's got this so. uh this one uh, I forget what her name is but she does she, I hear her voice in my head I might have to find some audio but she does she's like a real high pitch yeah boy! that could also be the version but <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll stick with Flavor Flav let's, let's <laughs> talk about
0: Lyoto Machida versus Eric <laughs> Anders now that we've uh, totally devolved into the nickname <laughs> discussion uh listen uh gotta say you know Eric Anders called out Loyota Machida <laughs> after his last win he was only two zero in the UFC at the time um. You know, I always wonder when somebody calls somebody that specifically that far up the list, you know, they've got to have a pretty pretty uh, significant motivation in mind. They've got to have an idea. Either that or somebody told him, "Hey, by the way, uh Loyola Machida really needs an opponent. So if you want to yeah. if you want to call out his name, we'll probably slip you in there." Which that does happen behind the scenes a little bit as well. But I am really intrigued by this fight. It's it's kind of interesting. And again, maybe it has to do with that new blood. You know, I heard a lot of people saying, you know, Loid Machida versus Michael Bisping, and I got to say like That fight wouldn't have intrigued me as much. I mean, it would have been good. It would have been two big names, but I kind of like this crossroads, right? Like Liotta Machida, is he that guy? Is he not that guy? Eric Anders, is he that guy? Is he not that guy? You know, is Liotta still the guy we thought he was? And is Eric Anders the guy that we think he can be? And I like it, you know. And Eric's got to travel down to uh, Belém, Brazil, which is the hometown of Leo de Machida. hasn't lived there in forever, so it's not like it's his neighborhood, but it is where he was born and raised, I believe, or at least was born. Um, But Eric Anders, I don't know if it's his fiance, but his girlfriend, I think, is Brazilian. So he spent a lot of time down in Brazil. Uh, Just I don't know, a lot of. uh, that's A lot good of for cool Storyline, Yeah, so he's more familiar with it. He actually went down there over the holidays, so it's not like he's, you know, having to make the journey. And Machida's going to have to make the same journey he is. You know, there's their travel as well. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by this fight. Um, I actually lean towards Eric Anders. I do feel like Lyoto Machida is, everything is so much based on timing and counter-punching and striking that I think... You know, what do they say? You know, as you get old, the power stays, but the speed, the fast twitch, you know, that starts to fade. And certainly Machida, a guy that's taking care of himself but is getting uh, up there in his career. He's not one of these young 35-year-olds that seem to be out there like Dustin Poirier. So uh, many of them. <laughs> uh, but, no, you know, so, so I, many. I like this fight. Um, I, I like this fight, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Eric Anders. Yeah. Did you say that you you thought Machida was from Belém?
1: Yeah. so the UFC website shows him from Salvador, which is a 45 Almost a five-hour flight mm-hmm. from uh, Belém.
0: Well, what the fuck do I know? Then?
1: Well, I don't know. He is 35, though. He's <laughs> not 35.
0: <laughs> I believe he was born. i see now's where we need uh, Fernando Proches to sign in and and, and oh, tell well, us. See,
1: that's the biggest. Th- that's th- another miss here. that we're gonna we're gonna miss. The road not getting that. Is the road show's not going to get old, uh, Fernanda Uh, next week. So that's a Garbage. Bummer.
0: Garbage. Or this week. It's actually, actually. this yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. It shows how in tune you are with the schedule. <laughs> no, I don't know, but uh, so this fight, are you down under? Are we're you not down, down under for this week? <laughs> are you, uh, I guess that we're since now we're not on the road as much, we'll just have to bring back more of your phone calls. No, you
1: <laughs> today, get us on the road. That's something
0: we haven't done enough of in a long time. We have so much access to fighters, we don't have to make up our access to fighters <laughs> anymore. <laughs> We'll just have to go back to making it up. Like here, I'll, we'll do some extensive conversations. <laughs> um, I don't know. You like this fight? I, again, I, some people I like. You know, I saw some people head scratching, but again, I, uh, I I like it. I I like you know the stakes that are here. Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it, it is a good one. I mean, I don't you know I've what didn't follow Eric Andrews' career uh, too closely, but I mean, he's got what well, this is like his third fight in the UFC, if I, if I'm not mistaken, to yeah. get to get Machida on a third fight is pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. You know, I'm mean, talking about an all time. Great. Yeah. And I mean, he is 10 and zero, So good for him on that, you know, but to be, you know, on your third fight, to be headlining a card in foreign territory against a, uh, you know, living legend in, in Machida, that's putting a lot of faith behind this guy. So good on him that the UFC feels that confident mm-hmm. uh, to give him that nod. Uh, but no, I'm all about it. I mean, this could also be one of those fights that you know. I think a lot of people are seeing Eric come in and they just he he looks like the bigger guy. He looks like more dangerous. He looks more uh, impressive. But this is the kind of fight that Machida very well could pull out, and everybody's like, oh. That's why he's Machida. That's you know, right. Everybody. That's it. You know, people just doubt him, and then he comes pull that yep. karate magic out. You know, and he and he drops him with the crazy a, question yeah. mark kick or something. If Eric
0: Anderson rushes in or gets careless, you know, the the the, the heat yep. of the moment, you know, the the crazy Brazilian crowd. I mean, if it gets to him, uh, there that possibility certainly there. And this is
1: Daniel. This is on three losses, Leoto. I mean, this is you hate to think that you know time. you know that you're gonna have a headliner and then. Cut him afterwards, kind of thing. This, but the, there's very well the possibility this might be one of the last times that we see Leonardo Machida. Tell me, in, Bellator in the would be all
0: over Machida if he, he was free. He
1: would definitely. They would scoop him up. But that's the kind of thing. He would do decent in Bellator, oh, well. you know. And if anything else could probably get a resurgence of his career, you know, he's definitely he doesn't wear it like you would think. But I mean, he's 39 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not a young cat by any means. But he also. Um, he has taken some knockouts. He has taken losses. I mean, his last one, two, two losses were by KOs, TKOs, yeah. and he got submitted before that. Uh, before that, he ended up getting a uh, a win, his, a submission loss. Well, he's taken some KOs. It, I mean, he so-
0: has. And the thing that the thing that scares me a little bit too, and another reason why I lean towards Anders a little bit too, is Loyoto had pretty much come out and said that. Uh, he didn't really want to fight it, it, on this card. He didn't want to turn around that quick. You know, he had the knockout loss to Brunson, but they wanted a Brazilian and the UFC. Kind of, you know, made him the offer he couldn't refuse. And so yeah, I, you know, I think he did initially September. said he, you know, he wanted a little bit more rest than this.
1: Yeah, three so months. It's
0: kind of that Michael Bisping, you know, you know, obviously not, you know, three weeks later or whatever. But yeah. it is that quick turnaround when a guy says, "Yeah, I want some time off," and you talk him into fighting anyway because hey, yeah. we appreciate that, but we really need you.
1: I guarantee that they gave him a bump. Bit. I get oh, I guarantee sure they, they gave him a nice big old bump. Might have bump came with a new pay.
0: contract. Might have came with a at least a, you know, and a one-time bonus. And he's he's
1: on the, you know, he is not with three losses and as much as he's done for the sport in his in his uh history of, you know, being a champion and then losing it, maybe it did carry weight at one point, but this is a guy in all Essence is is at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have the bargaining power that he used to. And this is probably his one shot by doing a favor to able to get that last bit of money that he's yep. probably going to get from the UFC. Maybe so it a sucks. No, maybe
0: a no cut guarantee.
1: Or yeah, with a guarantee, like I'll take this on the short notice. I want a bump and pay, but I also want a guaranteed two, two or three more fights. Yep. You know. With the possibility, yeah, they're not going to get rid of him. You know, he's in that position. Especially, he's going to save it because yeah. who else are you going to put on? You know, on this card in the last minute. The fact that especially like that Anderson's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. A lot of these Brazil stars are are, are not ready to Show go guns right, now. right now. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know, but it's uh, it's tough. It would it would it would it would be sad to to see him lose again quickly, especially if it's via a, a KO or something. Knowing that this might be his. His last one, so maybe it wouldn't. But y- you hate to see somebody that's taken knockouts get so quickly back in there and then take it again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I hope whatever they uh, agreed upon was enough for him to to take that risk. But you know, this uh, I can definitely see that this being a fight where Leota's going to come as prepared as he can and with that much time. Um, it's just a matter of healing. You know he's always in shape. You sure. know he's gonna come in. He's gonna come prepared. He's, he's so. a lifelong martial artist. So hopefully it's just a matter of you know uh, he does he does what he can to, to 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 take least damage. But I could see this being one of those ones where he just pulls out the magic that we know that he's all capable every,
0: of. Every every fighter on that rise has that one moment. Probably the only guy that hasn't is John Jones. You yeah. know, But they they you know they had that one moment where they get to a level and you go oops you know you you came up short there. But hey, that was a learning lesson for you. You'll be back, you know. Yeah. You, you'll you'll continue to rise, you know. And I think this this maybe this is that moment for Anders. Maybe it's not. You know, what I mean, maybe he's that legit. But you know, maybe this is that moment where it's like, oh, you know, you got you got caught by some crafty veteran there who but, threw in some. You and know, that would be no ship.
1: that would be no shame on his end. That, that's the kind of thing that could happen. He's so early, especially in his career with the UFC, and a loss to Leota Machida would be nothing. To be not ashamed about, and he would, his overall career would take no real damage from it. You know, this isn't a, a, a contender shot. This isn't, uh, if mm-hmm. anything else, this is a, you know, uh, you know, Leota is 13th. Let's see what they got Eric at. Is he even ranked in the top 15. He's not even ranked. Rank is, yeah, this is the kind of fight that you know, if with a win, would definitely get him in the top 15. I don't think it, you can't jump over a 13. Probably not being ranked, even though you did beat the thirteenth. Right. I would definitely maybe 14-15
0: like
1: at least. You know, bringing him in, but it's the kind of fight. If he doesn't win, he's already not ranked. So but he, he lost st- to Leota Machida. Sticks around right he's behind it. still that. right, right behind it. You know, and this is the kind of thing that you forget. That's like losing in a college season. If you lose at the beginning of the season, you could still make it to the playoffs at the end. Yep. You know, as long as you just you know ready the ship you know and just kind of shore up the little things that that mistake you know had so um it's kind of a win win for for Anders in that situation he's not really he can't really lose in this the only person that can really lose is Machina, and hopefully that wouldn't be via a KO which could you know <laughs> cause further damage and, and end his career sooner than he than he would but um uh, i don't know i i you know the more i talk to myself about how I think this is a fight that Machida can, can pull some out. I kind of wish I, I kind of went the underdog route and kind of, and kind of went with Machida, but, uh, you know, I kind of rode the, the hype and, uh, rode the 10 train and, uh, you know, kind of followed a lot of the others, but, uh, you never know. You never know. I, I like to pull for the underdogs. And this is kind of one of those ones that, you know, it would be Part cool to see, for the cheetah, especially right? in Brazil, yeah. you know, like Brazilians have taken some loss. There was a point where it seemed like Brazilians could do no wrong and they were yeah. just dominating everybody. And then the sport kind of caught up to them in terms of jujitsu and now other aspects have kind of passed them up, you know, so it's great to see one of those cats, uh, Still fighting the good fight, you know. So it'd be good. For, it'd be good for Brazil. It'd be good for uh, Leoto to get the win, and uh, you know, kind of put some more of that magic back in, in, into, you know, what we see for fights that happen down there. So no
0: doubt. Co-main event: John Dodson versus Pedro Munoz. I think uh, this could be the best fight of the card. It may have. Uh, I don't say necessarily the most stakes as well, but, I mean, these are two recognizable names. Sean Dotson, a guy that's been around for a while, that's challenged for a championship in the flyweight division. Uh, now he's competing at Bantamweight. Pedro Munoz, a guy that uh, has certainly, uh, you know, had a, the prospect tag around him for a long time, but finally seems to be, you know, really putting everything together at this point. Um, I'm, I'm stoked for this fight, man. I think this is a really tough fight. I, I, I had a tough time choosing between these two. I ended up going Pedro Munoz. I feel like John Dotson uh, is... Good as he is, is, is is he is a small guy, and I think he's maybe better suited for uh, flyweight. But uh, he's certainly dangerous. I mean, the speed and, and the quickness that he brings, the creativity, the scrambling is amazing. Um, but Pedro Munoz, the bigger, stronger guy, um, I think probably a, you know a better submission game as well does have the comfort of fighting in Brazil though I believe he lives in LA so I think they're you know they're both gonna have to be traveling down anyway uh, but he will have that you know crowd behind him that's certainly gonna motivate him fighting in his, his native country um, but I I really do like this fight a lot I sided with Pedro Munoz but I gotta say uh, I would not be betting my mortgage payment on it
1: yeah this is gonna this is gonna be a good good fight uh, <laughs> I did lean toward Dodson I you know, the more I watch it, you know, Pedro is so, so dangerous, and he has a lot of power, too. You know, Dotson, I think he's still, even though, you know, at 33, almost 35 like all the other fighters in the UFC, uh, <laughs> he's he still <laughs> got the power. But he, it is uh, – I can see where it is waning and, and in, a, in, a, in a size group where maybe he's not as strong as some of the other ones. I still see him – his speed is still something really to be uh, – wary of mm, uh, i think a definitely. lot of people uh, you know even though where he is a bit understate he hasn't seemed to slow down in that aspect no. he's and he's, got he's as, cardio, fast as, the as fast as anybody as fast as anybody in
0: the entire in the entire sport
1: yeah i mean and he and he's got cardio for days i mean i think he's got a way of eluding the punches and if he can stay on his feet and if he can stay mobile kind of work in and out work them punches drop some bombs evade the power of pedro I think he can do I think he's going to do it. I think he can do some decent damage. Um he's just got to be able to, you know, stay on his feet. If he keeps the fight on his feet and he stays moving, I'm going to give the edge to him. If he gets down to the ground, Pedro's dangerous, but Dotson also has a way of getting up once guys get him on the ground. He's kind of like DJ in that sense like you get him down, but you never really can keep him down for too long. If if Pedro does get him down and he's able to wear him down and Dotson somehow is a, a bit tighter, uh, more tired and, and not able to pop up, then I can see where Pedro will get the the edge. But I still feel uh, that the magician's going to work a little bit of magic in this one. When, I, fight, look on the, when I look at this card, you know, it's crazy. When fights go down in Brazil, Brazilians just do so well. They win, win, win. Mm-hmm. And we've been there countless of times. That Every English speaker and every American has lost on it. I'm looking at this card and – Grand, I'm not going to claim everybody has Americans, but when I look at the English speakers and the Americans down the line, this could be a card where Brazil gets mopped up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. You I know,
1: mean, it, like, think about it. If Anders takes the fight with Machida, right. if Dodson beats Munoz, if Shevchenko comes down there and does what she can well, do she- – you know, which we yeah, pretty much yeah. assume is gonna happen. You know, if Green is able to do it, if Timothy Johnson is able to come down there and work magic against Gollum
0: <laughs> I keep saying Gollum. Every time I see him I'm like Gollum. Anthony Smith against my you know, head. Smith has
1: a chance down there. Means Tim has Means, a chance against Marius. I'm telling you, dude, it is it is a it is quite possible. I mean, Vera's down there. Soda's got his hands full. That that's gonna be a really, really tough battle for Joe Soda, but Honestly, look down the side. I mean, like, English speakers can come down there. I don't want to just say Americans, but this could be one of those cards where it, it would suck because Brazil would probably be like, don't fucking come back because they're so prideful down there. But I could see this. This could be a bad night for Brazil. <laughs> and, the, you know, they, they
0: usually do stack the fight with Brazilians. They in Brazil. always
1: do, and Brazil always but, shows but up. But I didn't realize
0: win. this is Brazil against another country in every single fight on the card. Yeah. Every single fight on the yeah, card. Yeah,
1: look at that. Yeah, because there's usually at least one or two where it's Brazil, yeah, it's Brazil versus, versus Brazil.
0: Brazil, or you know, you'll have a random matchup between two foreigners where everybody goes, "What the hell are you guys doing fighting yeah. in Brazil?" And people go, I don't, I don't "What know. if
1: Brazil got skunked the whole night?" Crazy. There's going to be, uh, I mean, twelve. I fights. like I like Soto, but I, I don't I don't think Soto's is going to take Alcantara. I, I, if I had to pick one for sure, that was probably going to go Brazil's route. That would probably be the one that I would lean towards. Right. Um. But, dude, that's it's a tough night for Brazil, man. It, they. What's amazing is that they always seem to pull it out, and there's never a crowd. I mean, I think when you go and you have a fight in, like, Ireland and in London, those places, the the the, the town erupts when they're fighters. Mm-hmm. We have a bad thing out here in America. We don't go crazy when Americans uh, win like we should. I think as a, as a whole, as a sport, I think we embrace everybody. We like the Brazilians. We like the Americans. We like this, 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 and we tend yeah. to cheer for the winners. But we do We never cheer like you get when you hear, they win in you these other countries. You hear MMA fighters
0: say it, and I think sometimes fans get mad because it sounds like they're dogging on the fans. But you have hear, you hear, heard American fans say it a lot. Like I wish our fans got behind us the way they do in other countries. Yeah. And I think people get mad because it's you know it's kind of like well why you're hating on me? But it's just true. The other yeah. countries get behind their own fighters, and I don't know if it's maybe just because we have you know Americans have so many fighters on the roster. It's hard to be like, well, we can't cheer for every one of them, you know what I mean? But it is true, man. The other countries the stand behind their fighters way yeah. better.
1: Well, and I and I just don't think we we hate the foreign fighters. I think we appreciate the foreign fighters as much as our own. But I, you know, I guess, and I and I hate to think that we. I'd say, oh well, we have to hate this guy because he's well, fighting America I hate
0: the stupid USA chants. Yeah, I right. hate those. But yeah, you could at least boo the guy, right? You can at least just cheer and like boo or at
1: least just cheer for like you know a pick a side, right. At least at some point, you know. It's one thing to clap and, and other stuff, but I'm I think there's times when
0: uh, it's like you don't know, you don't respect the Iron Sheik as a competitor and welcome him in, right? Yeah,
1: hell know. no, not when it's the Iron <laughs> Sheik. Hell no, no you got. <laughs> But, I mean, it, it would be good if we could find ways that if, if the fans would replicate that a little bit more because I think that's probably one of the greatest things you see. In and in these fighters, it, it's, it means so much to them. Like, seeing the joy and like, especially like what these, these wins mean in Brazil. Brazil is like, definitely one of these countries that we've been lucky enough to see a lot of these fights. But when you see these guys pull out these victories and the way the crowd embraces them and the way that these fighters are kind of just swept up in the yeah, moment to special. that pride, you know, that just that that country being behind them, that I I feel bad that a lot of American fighters don't have that moment. Granted, most of the times they're fighting other Americans, so it doesn't happen, but I think maybe in these instances where if, you know, a Brazilian's coming into town or whatever, you know, and I'm not trying to just pick on, let's just against the Brazilians, but anytime somebody from another country comes into America and you fight, I'd love to see if the local fans just root for the local guy. Right. You know, even if you completely respect, I'm not saying, you know, yeah, swear you just, obscenities suspend, at the, at, you the, at the, at the guys, the respect
0: just for a second. Yeah, for the just for a moment. And I'm then not, afterwards you, you clap. And then you,
1: know. you clap afterwards. I mean, you clap when both guys, you, and you could even clap when, you know, clap at the weigh-ins, enjoy the, both the things. But when it's fight night, give that moment to, to the local guy. And then afterwards, you know, then you could go back to doing whatever. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, the environment here could be, uh, a little bit better in that instance we need uh, our own
0: little Uwe Moraes, you know right yeah we need something.
1: yeah just say you're gonna die in english and, and embrace it you're gonna die <laughs> yeah you're yeah but come up die. with like a, a fun way oh, of yeah. chanting <laughs> it or something
0: maybe <laughs> put it to a a, a fun tune yes we can do better than woop. there it is we can definitely do yeah
1: don't do it to that one something. Go- yeah we'll have to work on yeah. that but
0: we'll fix something i don't that. know but by the way i looked up and down the card real quick uh, six underdogs, six favorites uh, for Brazil. For the Brazilians? So, yeah, so it's a 50 50 split. So as it stands right now, they're at level ground.
1: It could be a tough night for Brazil. We'll see.
0: All right, listen. Uh, Since we don't have a lot of behind the scenes stories this week or anything like that, I just want to say, uh, Shachinko, yes, I, uh, Priscilla Cachoeira has an amazing backstory, and good for her for stepping in and taking this challenge. But I think Shachinko definitely wins here. But I will say this Um, Desmond Green, uh, Michelle Perceres could be a little bit of a slow flight. Uh, Marcelo Gaum versus Timothy Johnson. We'll Do you see. know what
1: cachoeira means uh, in Portuguese?
0: Uh, I heard this the other day, and I can't remember. Uh, it is co- coconut? Or, no, it's something. Waterfall. Waterfall. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I heard that the <laughs> other day. Uh, Marcelo Gaum versus Timothy Johnson. Heavyweights there. Gaum looks like the real deal. He does look like a real Brazilian prospect. Yeah, we'll for see. Sure. But Timothy Johnson's certainly gonna be a big test. Maheta Santos, Anthony Smith, two hard-hitting big uh, middleweights. Still have a lot of fun. But I will say. I like the preliminary card here. Tim Mean, Sergio Marias, Demir Hedjevic, Alan Patrik, Douglas DeAndreas versus Marlon Vera and Yuri Alcantara versus Joe Soto. I like this. I know it's not star-studded, but as far as just stylistic matchups and, and fun fights, um, I think the, the prelims, I think this is one you might want to tune in early. I think the main card might have a couple of stagnant fights, but I think the prelims are going to be good, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Devson Figueroa versus Joseph Morales, two undefeated flyweights. I love the flyweight division. I don't care if people say it's... Um, Marketable or not, and then Maya Stevenson. I was kicking just gonna say at off, the start right? of the night, like dude. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm I bummed just, that we can't be down there interviewing her because yeah. she is amazing. She would
1: carry, she would carry the interview trophy oh. for the week. She, she is, is outstanding. A firecracker, hey, come on UFC. get your shit together and put a picture of her on her profile on the ufc like i'm looking at the the fight card thing and it's just got those two silhouettes yes uh, by
0: now they have both shot their pictures it I'm is like, it is thursday night on. it's she thursday night
1: taped a whole tv series for you guys like get your shit together and put her profile yeah, that's picture it's true even if
0: it's in a tough outfit it could be still. a tough
1: outfit i mean they had like they did photos just you could take the thing like it's like come on she was on a show for your, your your fucking promotion. Like put a picture. Like It is uh, true. It's ridiculous. It's and at just this those point At this point I mean the fight is days away. 48 hours at this point. Days away and and you don't have a profile picture. Little things like that used to drive me crazy on on uh the site even uh has, doesn't have a profile picture. It's Which
0: like, by now. Yeah, she's in the third fight of the night, bro. By now you have shot photos with her. She's been in Brazil since Tuesday. Yeah,
1: update your shit. If you guys don't have it updated, we're going to put you on blast uh we're going to put you on blast tomorrow if you don't get this shit together. <laughs> I know you're listening to this. <laughs> like who can, Well, I don't want to piss out too many people cuz then they'll be like we're no. just saying these are little details. These are little details that, that show notice. that you care about the upcoming people. I mean like this is come on like but yeah I got I got distracted but Maya is awesome. Yeah. Holy cow! She was like one of my favorite people that She's we amazing. interviewed
0: from that tough season. She's phenomenal. I wish we could be <laughs> down there to interview her because she is. See
1: her, and, I can only have to be a fly on the wall and watch her and Joe Daddy have like a little family uh, argument between the two because the two people that are just amazing that I think would be
0: hilarious. They've got personality. They're reality show material. There's no <laughs> exactly. doubt about that. Exactly. Uh, all right. Hey. Uh, well, listen. Uh, tomorrow i should just say this i mean we're doing this like we always do we sit down on thursday night, recording it. tomorrow will be a tough media day uh i'm not gonna lie i'm excited about this season the ultimate fighter i know people hate the ultimate fighter and i'm cool with that um, of course, the matchup that we're getting between the coaches is amazing. Cormier uh, and Stipe fighting for the heavyweight title is is phenomenal. But that's not the reason I'm excited. I'm actually really excited for some of the names that are on there. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, who I'm a big fan of his, Thug Nasty, Kyler Phillips, who looked amazing at the uh, the open workout or not the open workout, the open tryouts that we were at. Uh, he made it on there. Uh, Suman Muktarian is on there as well. I'm really excited about the failures. And did you see? Karate Delani Perry made it on there. Did he really? Karate Delani Perry. Who, if you have not seen this video, go search the Tough 27 tryouts, and th- the man came dressed in a, 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 a jumpsuit with—I uh, believe he had a gold chain on. Yeah, yeah, gold chain, right? And he had oh, yeah. girls he had with the him. Girls. The, the, now he, I
1: finally got my reminder. He brought. From Costello. He
0: brought the, the the girls with him to just accompany him around. Karate Delaney Perry made it on his own. I'm actually uh, really excited about the show, so we will have uh, that all covered. Of course, the main thing that everybody wants to see is uh, Stepe and Daniel Cormier. I actually put in a specific re- request to the USC. I said, can you please make sure you do a face-off with the coaches? Uh, so hopefully we'll have a, a face-off with the coaches tomorrow that we can bring you so you can see those two guys side-by-side for the first time. And then, of course, uh, we will have all the, uh, all the fighters that will roll that out probably closer to the start of the uh, – I imagine we'll just bank that and – Rolled out closer to the start of the show, so uh, yeah, because we got all that other stuff from, uh, you know, Bellum that
1: we're gonna have to be processing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll we, we'll get over it. We promise. We Eventually, sometime. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs>